two, season four. Tonight we have Jeff Fletcher with us. We got a full house tonight. Look at this. This is incredible. I always love it when we have a full house. My name is Sean Simons, also known as PPG Grandpa. You can find me at ppggrandpa.com or here every Monday at clearproptv.com. PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast or listen to us at paratalk.org. Like we normally do, we're going to introduce all the panel members before we get to Jeff, and then we're going to have an amazing show tonight. Tonight, we got some giveaways too, so make sure that you tag Will Fly in the Super Chat and say, hello, I'm here. We're giving away stickers, decals, and a custom harness, a custom kiting harness must be present to win, so please... Uh, stay here for the entire show. Welcome, everybody. Tonight, we have Oliver in the background. He's just going to uh, stay there and, and watch. So, hello, Oliver. Thank you very much for hanging out with us, buddy. We also got Scuba Steve, also known as ParamotorDude.com. How you doing, buddy? Good to see you, man. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Look forward to it. Absolutely. Um, anything going on with your life that we need to hear about real quick? No, just bad housing problems, trying to close on a house, which hopefully happens tomorrow. Well, cross hope, our fingers. hopefully it does cross our fingers. Good to have you here, buddy. Glad that you're, uh, hope you close on the house and, uh, thank you for helping out with us in the background. No we also got James Bevel. What's up, buddy? Good to see you, man. What's up, bud? Uh, what's your .com that we need to go to? jbppg.com say that quick three times in a row you're going to be giving away some stickers and decals tonight right that is correct excellent thank you buddy we appreciate you um uh, we'll be talking with you later on tonight when we spin the spinning wheel we also got jim jim smar from canada a eh? the guy that has maple syrup smelling money but been all over the united states and mexico over the last couple of weeks amazing how was your trip bud Oh, it was really good. You'll never guess how many people wanted to smell my money. <laughs> Are you kidding? Are you serious? <laughs> I am 100% serious. I, and fortunately, I brought a couple 100, so I was able to share. <laughs> I hope you recorded that. That's freaking awesome, buddy. I never even thought about it. Dang. <laughs> Well, if you didn't record it, I I don't believe you. It just didn't happen. It didn't happen. <laughs> just ask Travis. He was sniffing my money. That is crazy. So you are our official sponsor. So tell us a little bit about care printing and publishing, please. Oh, well, we got a printing company here. We can print pretty much anything you like, uh, stickers or uh, checks or invoices or whatever. You name it, we can do it. So if you'd like to take advantage of those services, we'll be happy to help you out. Just contact us at 1-800-946-4027, and we'll make that happen. Excellent. And if you've mentioned PPG Grandpa, we'll give you 10% off. What? I'm worth 10%? I love it. You also got that QR code too, right? So you need to hit that QR code real quick. Go to that, uh, uh, go to his website, create that free account. So um, he can send you out some free stuff if he wants to. <laughs> that sounds good. Excellent. Well, thank you, Jim, for everything you do. We appreciate you, man. Thank you. We also got our very own Linda Anderson, our Paramom USA. What's up? Woo! Hi, everybody. Welcome. It's Monday night. Welcome, panel. Welcome, people that joined our panel tonight. Love to have you and our guest tonight, Jeff. 
And I just want to say hi, chatters. Enjoy the show. It's going to be a good one. Mondays are always good here. I love my Mondays. And if you want to be a guest on my show, just go to paramomusa.com. It'll take you right to my Facebook page and you can PM me and I'll say, hey, I want to be on your show. That's it. You notice how it's her show? Yeah, right. I noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always call it my show. Because <laughs> then they, they won't know. They'll be like, what show are you talking about? So I always say my show. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because they know. She's PPG Grandpa now, apparently. Yeah. Just, Excellent. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Linda, for all the stuff that you do. Um, she thank definitely you. books a lot of people. She got uh, everybody on the show. She's been with us for four years, and we appreciate your help. And, uh, you know, I'm glad I don't have to pay you because I don't have, millions, <laughs> I don't have millions and millions of dollars for all the stuff you do. So thank you very much. I know. I'd be rich then. I know. Gosh. Just wait a little bit. I'll, I'll be rich in <laughs> So thank you, Linda. We appreciate you. Thank you. We also got Ryan Rides. What's up, buddy? Good to see you, man. How's it going, Sean? Doing absolutely amazing. Anything new in your life, bud? Just fighting the good fight. Just working. That seems not a, not a whole lot this time of year. Uh, just getting excited for the spring and uh, looking forward to getting in the air, just like everybody else. Everybody's ready to run into the sky. Absolutely. Well, good to see you, Ryan. I'm glad that you're here. We also got Will Fly from WillFlyPPG.com. What's up, buddy? What's up? What's up? I mean, look at our panel tonight. It's, like, it's going to be a really good show. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's good to be here Monday night. And uh, I have not been flying since uh, I took that little trip down to Florida. So I'm going to have to make it a point to get back up in the air. Definitely. I'm missing it. Absolutely. Um, I, I hear you. It's been crap over here in Arkansas, too. If it's not snowing, there's tornadoes, there's hail. Then it's 80 degrees, but windy. And now we have a freeze warning. Yep. Yep. We do. We do, too. <laughs> yeah, I, th I thought I thought it was springtime already, but Mother Nature's got uh, different plans. Got some other plans. We got a melt warning coming up soon. A melt warning. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever heard those words before in, in that sentence. So that's crazy. That is funny. Well, Will, thank you very much for being with us. Also, two guys, we're going to be giving away some stuff on the spinning wheel of Winnie Things. So if you have not done so already, please make sure you say hello to Will Fly. Let them know that you're here. We're going to give away some stickers, decals, and of course, a custom kiting harness from our amazing guests, which I am ready to finally get to. Sorry it took so long, Jeff. We normally don't have so many people here, but they heard that you're going to be here and they wanted to be on the panel. So, hey. It's your fault, Jeff. You are way too popular. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? Very good. Very good. Thanks. Glad to be here. Man, I tell you, your your resume is incredible. Been flying almost your whole life, been in the Air Force. You've been flying Southwest uh, airplanes commercially. You've been flying uh, PPG and trikes for six years. You got uh, a, a, a flight school that you are flying in. You you do tandem training. My goodness, what a resume. So uh, without further ado, Jeff, please tell us a little bit about yourself and how in the world did you get into paramotoring? Okay. Um... Yeah, I never really envisioned like doing flying as a career or anything. Uh, I grew up in Northern California, and when my parents retired, they drug drug me to Arizona, 
so ended up going to college up in Flagstaff and uh, in doing computer engineering. And somewhere about my junior year, I realized that I was developing an aversion to working in a cubicle the rest of my life and turning into Dilbert with my tie curling up. Um, so I, I thought, well, I'll go in the Air Force and, and I'll be an engineer and go do that. And, you know, they'll take care of me. I, you know, I was fortunate I was able to get out of college with no student loans, but I was broke. So at least I had that going for me. So, I thought, you know, they'll take care of me. But anyway, a friend of mine who was in their ROTC program is like, oh, don't do that. Go be a pilot. And I'm like, what are you talking about? That's an option. And so I went and checked it out. And, and timing happened to be very good um, for me that I went down and applied, passed all the tests, did very well, and got into the ROTC program. Uh, it's a minimum two-year program. And since I got in my junior year and the end of my junior year, I had to extend college a year. So I ended up cutting my class load in half and taking ski class and making sure I had a couple of days off to, you know, since I was going to school up in Flagstaff. Anyway, uh, then uh, got my orders to go to pilot training and was kind of horrified when I saw the report date that I had a year off. Um, I'm like, well, shoot, now what am I going to do? I Here I expected to go off to, you know, pilot training and I got a year. So ended up getting an interesting job working as an engineer. I was actually a civilian production engineer working for the Air Force at Douglas Aircraft in Long Beach, um, doing contract surveillance for a bunch of the military contracts, KC-10, uh, ACES-2 ejection seats, F-18 bomb racks, Navy's T-45 program started there in Long Beach, and then the, the, the new uh, C-17 was a mock-up back then. So I did that for a little while before I went to pilot training. So uh, yeah, it's kind of the running joke, you know, join the Air Force and see the world that I got assigned Williams Air Force Base in Phoenix, where I'd been living and, and then uh, ended up getting assigned as to be a T-37 instructor, got brought back. So I ended up spending ultimately four years stationed at Williams Air Force Base before we finally uh, escaped and went up to uh, Fairchild up in uh, Spokane doing this thing called the uh, Companion Trainer Program. Um, back in the day, in the days of SAC strategic air command, the B-52 and KC-135 pilots, you know, the saddle alert and weren't getting a lot of flying. So they created this program where they would take T-37s or T-38s, depending on the location and put them at these bases and basically take the co-pilots and get them recurrent in the airplanes and take two of them and toss them in the airplane and tell them to go forth and aviate. A uh, very economical program was very successful. So it was a good way to get experience for these guys before they upgrade to aircraft commander. So I was one of four instructors up there at our detachment training, like 66 pilots, I believe we had. Uh, so it was, it was an awesome job living up in the Northwest. Loved it. If there was any way I could still be up there, I would be there. But so after four years of doing that, um, loving life, uh, got a phone call from the personnel folks and it's kind of like what do you want and they're like well basically i found out i was the oldest instructor pilot in air combat command and the number two guy was also in our little four-man detachment and i'm basically coming up on promotion to major but i did not uh, have any what they call major weapon system i had been flying t-37s my whole career so long story made short i 
I hung up the phone with them and I literally looked across at my buddy, Dave Pruitt, and he's filling out some paperwork. I'm like, what's that? What are you doing? And he's like, oh, it's an application for the YouTube program. And I'm like, give me that. And so I literally copied everything he did. And we came down, both interviewed together and uh, got accepted into the, uh, applied for the YouTube program, went down for a flying interview, which was quite an interesting process. And when I came back from that, uh, they actually had an assignment board to give me an assignment, but I'd already questioned, you know, which, uh, you know, which would take priority, the U2 or whatever assignment they tried to give me. And they said, well, obviously the U2. So I called them up and it turns out they'd given me an F-16 to someplace. And I said, well, uh, no, thanks. Um, I will take the, I'm taking the U2 assignment. Very happy with that. Uh, and so that's what I did. So I went down there with a plan to basically finish out my Air Force career down at Beale Air Force Base and not be moved around all over the place and become a instructor pilot. And so after doing a, like a year of operational um, flying, yep, the Tweety Bird, uh, became an instructor pilot and then later a, a two-seat instructor pilot and then also an interview pilot uh, so I was one of the handful of guys that was checked out to do brand new interviews with all of our, our new guys. Uh, so that was an amazing experience. Um, I always tell people that doing what they call dollar rides or your, you know, like your very first flight in the Air Force is an amazing experience. But to give someone a dollar ride in the U-2, these are experienced pilots who've you know, got over 1,500 hours, you know, in, and to give them their first flight in that airplane is just absolutely amazing. It was such a neat, neat experience. So I did that and then uh, got out of the Air Force. Uh, really had no desire to go to the airlines. Since I was an engineer, uh, I just kind of assumed I'd go you know, work at some contractor somewhere. Um, we had, our contractors had a list of companies that literally was like an inch thick that if you had your engineering degree and your TS SCI clearance, you'd have a job like tomorrow. I mean, because it's so hard to get the security clearance that, uh, you know, you could have a job. So I, I just kind of assumed I would be doing that. But uh, one of my buddies came up and just kind of walked in and said, Hey, want to go get our type ratings together and go fly for Southwest airlines. And I'm like, sure. What the heck? Uh, and so I ended up doing that. Um, at the time in order to apply for Southwest airlines, you had to, buy a 737 type rating, which is, you know, $8,000 and a couple of weeks out of your life. And, uh, but it, once again, timing was very good. Our class all did very well. We got hired and in the spring of 2000 and been flying with them ever since. Um, it was based in Oakland for like nine years and finally just couldn't take it anymore. California is going down the tubes. And so I bailed out went down to uh, living east of Austin, a little town called Bastrop, Texas, and was living there. And eh, shortly after, uh, I've always been involved in radio-controlled airplanes and been following a YouTube channel called uh, Flight Test RC, uh, Josh Bixler and his crew. Um, anyway, one of their things that they do on their show is they started doing, they have a lot of interest in full-scale aviation. They do segments occasionally on, full-scale aviation and they went to Oshkosh one year and and they saw these things called paramotors they saw the paradigm aerobatic team and they thought well that's pretty cool so they went down to aviator and did a little segment on them 
And they were so jazzed that six months later, like four or five of them all went down there to get paramotor training. And so, and they published a very, very well done, like a four or five part video documentary of their experience. And so that's, I think, where I first kind of got exposed to paramotoring was through their videos and just watching it and learning about the guys at Aviator, Travis Burns and Eric Farewell and what they were doing. And I knew they were growing tremendously. Um, some part of me just felt like I really needed to reach out to these guys and get a hold of them. Um, my background in the Air Force, obviously being an instructor pilot, but when I was doing my reserve job, we did uh, courseware developments. We're developing computer-based training, uh, you know, syllabuses and all sort of stuff. And I had a real curiosity of, you know, what are the guys at Aviator doing? Like, you know, what could we possibly do or, you know, to, to improve their training, streamline things or just, just how are they doing? So I was just kind of really curious about it. So I reached out to them to find out about training and of course found out that they were severely backlogged and it was going to be quite a while, you know, potentially a year or more to get training. But then they told me about this thing called the Alliance Partners. And that, oh, by the way, there is an Alliance partner there in Austin, Lone Star Paramotor with Ron Turan. I'm like, sure, what's his number? So I contacted Ron and said, hey, where do you guys do your training? And, and they're like, oh yeah, come on out, uh, you know, Friday we're, you know, we're, we're training out here at, uh, you know, Lake Kyle Park. And so I went out there and took one of my commercial drones. I've got my commercial drone certification, all that. So I took one of my drones out there and to kind of video their kiting practice. And that was honestly, uh, it was tough to watch because I'm watching these guys doing kiting and some of them were doing well, some of them were you know, doing normal, but I was just the inside in inside of me. I was just screaming, like, I got to try this. Like, I, I just like, give me that. I got to try this. It's like, you know, how hard is this? Is this really as hard as this looks, you know? And, uh, but anyway, I made a video for Ron, you know, just kind of showing what they were doing and, and said, Hey, you know, how do I do this? And he's like, well, I got an opening in my class like next week or two. And I'm like, I'm in. So it was like, all right, no question. So, right, so, so let's, let's hold on right there, right? right before you're ready to jump into class. We got some questions in the super chats. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, can you ask one of the uh, questions, please, Steve? And you're still on mute, buddy. He goes, oh man, I'm on mute. I'm like talking and nobody's saying anything. Let's see. Um, I'll just go with the first one. Bill H wants to know, did you go to EFD uh, in those foot drag in 2008? Uh, I have been to yeah, Endless Foot Drag. I I don't remember the year. It could be 2019. Uh, maybe no. Let's see. No, it had to have been before that. Yeah, it was before 2019. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Excellent. Um, uh, and since we're on the the um, fly-ins and stuff, uh, real quick, how many fly-ins have you gone to? Which ones you gone to, and which ones you like the best? Uh, Endless Foot Drag was awesome. Um, I've, we've been to Oshkosh a few times. Um, that's pretty much about it for the, like the big, big, you know, fly-ins. Okay. Surprisingly, being to, here, I'm sorry, what? Did you make it to Arizona Flying Circus this year? Interestingly enough, um, I've been here for a number of years and for some reason or other, I've just either been working or people ask me like, are you going to go? And, and it's, there hasn't been a big desire to go down and do that for some reason. Um, 
I know, I don't know if it's, I know there's been some incidents and things that have happened down there over the years and just seems like something always bad happens. And, and I, I just kind of like, yeah, I just really don't want to be involved with it down there. Um, and one of my instructors uh, went down there and he, he went and checked it out and, and he came back and he was like, yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. And and he was kind of a similar thinking. He says, it'll probably be a one-time event for him too. Okay. I, I think, I think if, when I go there, which I will eventually, I think I'll just go there to watch. I don't think I'll bring a paramotor. Exactly. I'll just go there to observe. I'll be the observer. I, I, I think you're right. That's, that's kind of the way to go. Yeah. It seems like a crazy circus. <laughs> All right. Uh, James, um, there's another uh, question in the chat. Can you read the next one, please? And you're on mute too, buddy. Don't forget to unmute. I don't know. We got, we got you right here. Uh, Brian Franz. He wants to know why he switched from jets to paramotors. I'm kind of curious myself. Well, it's not really a switch. I mean, I still fly jets for work. I mean, it's fun. It's it's an intellectual thing. It's an easy paycheck. Um, I also am a CFI, double I. I'm a flight instructor. I'm, I'm actively teaching a few students right now. So, but, you know, I always tell people, it's like, you know, if I'm just going to go out and go do something for fun, I grabbed the paramotor. I mean, it's like, hello. Uh, you know, it's like, who wouldn't? Uh, when I, I did a flight on my YouTube channel, I was, I did a flight around the Santan Valley uh, over the Santan Mountains several years ago. It happened to be a, like a Thanksgiving morning. Weather conditions were perfect. I took off and just said, I'm going to go that way and flying over the Santan Mountains and just was kind of sniffing around to see if there's any, you know, rotor or anything around the peaks and turned up in just one of those perfect days with no turbulence, absolutely dead calm. I'm just like going around the peaks and down the valleys and just going wherever I, whatever looked interesting, wanted to go look at, made this video. And then I showed my son and he was absolutely blown away. He was kind of like, why doesn't everybody do this? And he's like, this is amazing. It's, it's, it's like a three-dimensional dirt bike. And I'm like, right. It's, I mean, literally you can just kind of whatever, wherever you want to go, however high you want to go. That's just kind of what you do. Um, it's just, you know, so easy to do and, you know, without any restrictions and, you know, very few limitations, you know, compared to, you know, flying big airplanes. It's, it's kind of like the difference of, you know, riding a motorcycle versus being in a car. You know, people refer, you know, motorcycle guys refer to people driving around cars as driving around in cans and, and yeah, you just don't get to be part of the environment, you know, and just feeling the air and everything else. So, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Totally agree with you. Once mm -hmm. I got into this, got rid of the three wheelers, four wheelers, boats, motorcycles, all that, because a paramotor does it all. Oh yeah, uh, one of our uh, one of the instructors in Austin, uh, he used to race CMRA. He was a big track bike rider. I used to race motorcycles as well. You know, Super Americas. You know, I had my GX or my CBR six hundred track days, and and once he got into paramotors, he's like, screw this. He got rid of all the bikes. I mean, it was frustrating. You can't go out and ride the track anytime you want. You can only do it on certain track days. And you're trying to see like, well, how much money do I want to spend trying to shave a few seconds off my lap times? It's like, after a while, you're like, no, this is, this is just stupid. I want to do something on my terms. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, 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 I was hooked first day. I was like, I'm hooked. This, this is it. This is all I want to do for the rest of my life. Um, we also got another question in the Super Chat. Ryan Rides, uh, you want to ask that next question, please? And don't forget to unmute. Everybody's being so good at muting themselves. 
All right. Uh, Bonnie Friends wants to know, uh, what paramotor and wing does Jeff have? Well, I fly a Parajet. Well, we started off with uh, Air Conception, the Nitros, the Nitro 200s. That was, those were our school motors. That was my first motor. Electric start. Uh, we started having kind of supply chain issues. They just could not meet the demand and the numbers that we were demanding of them. So we switched over to Parajet, uh, manual star with the Moster 185. And initially we were kind of like concerned, like, oh man, they kind of like the e-start. But and then once we got used to it, we realized, yeah, no big deal. Nothing, we're not missing anything. And love the durability of the Maverick, you know, the titanium frame. I mean, just the way the thing is designed, the shapes of the cage in the bottom, it is so durable, withstanding, you know, butt landings, all that sort of stuff. And we have taken motors that have completely been wadded up and turned into a pretzel, and I can, and we can unbend them. I, I developed, I made a tool that I called the, uh, you know, it's like the, the, the frame bending tool. It's basically, I 3D printed some like roller wheels and screwed them into a two by four. So it's kind of like a roller bender. And so you can take it and kind of walk your way around a hoop and like make an egg and turn it back into a circle again. And uh, in just like literally seconds flat. So yeah, I love the malleability of the titanium, but uh, I've always flown uh, ozone wings. Uh, you know, we started training on the mojos and the spiders and working our way through all the models or most of the models there. So my current wing is a free ride 19 and yeah, I flew a Spider 22 for a very long time. I had a Roadster 26 as a kind of a big wing for high altitude stuff. Uh, so, but yeah, I've got pretty much every ozone wing size. We also have a, a Speedster 20. That's my son's wing. That's a, that's a fun wing. So yeah, mostly ozone. So so what is your go-to wing and paramotor? I think that's maybe what they're what they're Oh at. yeah, just the Moster 185 on the Maverick frame uh with the with the Freeride 19. Absolutely. Freeride is such a such a versatile wing. Just I love it. So in real fact, quick. Uh, quick side story. Uh when Tucker got won the Icarus race, uh he won it on a Freeride 19. That uh, and during watching those videos, well, I was really intrigued with, you know, he was really intrigued with the wing and how it performed for him. And after he won the race, I got a text from Ron and Tucker was sending the wing. He had to send it back to aviator, but anyway, he sent it to Ron and Ron texted me. He's like, Hey, I got Tucker's wing. I think you need to demo it. I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm in. I can't wait to try this out because I was really kind of curious to see like, you know, what is this D rated slalom wing? How is this going to behave, you know, compared to like a spider, you know, something that I'm super comfortable with and, you know, is it going to be like crazy, you know, dynamic and, you know, if you twitch, it wants to roll inverted and kill you or, you know, what is it like? And, and I was very pleasantly surprised to find that in my opinion, it was very progressive. It was very docile. I loved that, you know, you could go do, start to wing overs and you, you do your first pull. And from there you can just do weight shift and get as big as you want. I'm like, oh, this is really cool. I was just super impressed with, with the wing. And so I'm like, okay, well, I got to buy one of these because, you know, I, I did have some concerns early on with like, maybe I was like skipping wings because some of my buddies were, you know, they do cross countries. And so they're looking at maybe doing the, you know, the Scirocco, you know, or the Speedster going into a C wing. And so I was thinking, well, should I get that one first? But I'm like, well, I like doing acro. I've done SIV. I like doing, you know, acro and things like that. So I'm like, well, get the thing that I, I'm going to be doing. So I ended up getting the free ride. 
interestingly enough, both Ron and Parker or the other instructors at Lone Star, they had been on speedsters and Scirocco's. And after being on those for a year, we decided, me and Ron, on, on one of our trips up to Oshkosh, we decided to trade wings. And so we spent several days flying each other's wings. And when we got done with it, Ron's sitting there looking at the wings on the ground and he points to the free ride. He's like, or this points to the, the Scirocco, he's like, faster? And then he points to the free ride, but more fun. He's like, dang it. And both those guys ended up buying free rides, even though they're, you know, they primarily enjoy doing cross country stuff and they're not acro dudes, but uh, it was kind of funny. That is really freaking neat. I love when people get really, you know, passionate about the stuff that they fly and, and they try different wings and they go back to something like this. So thank you very much for that perspective. Uh, we're going to be spinning the spinny wheel of Winnie things tonight. Uh, James Bevel is going to be giving out some decals and uh, he's going to be talking to us about his decals and stickers, his merchandise, and how you can go over there to get this uh, this merch. So, James, go ahead and unmute yourself. Uh, we'll fly whenever you're ready. Put the spinning wheel of winning things up. Uh, you must be present to win because there's only one way of actually getting you to over to uh, his website, and that's to listen to him here in just a moment. Uh, welcome, James. And as soon as we get back from this, we're going to go back to Jeff and hear about how we Trans transitioned into going to Lone Star and flying a paramotor. So this has been a really amazing. James, welcome to the show, buddy. Thank you so much for helping us out as far as giving some stuff away. Yes, buddy. I uh, have no issues. Uh, just a little bit about myself here. Uh, I have created jbppg.com. I do uh, custom t-shirts. I try to dare to do things a little different. Uh, I do cut a lot of uh, vinyl custom uh, decals that you put on like your trailer, your truck, window, car, wherever you want to stick it. Uh, I am going to give away four of them tonight. And uh, all they got to do is log on to the website. And like I said, pick which one they want, put it in their account. Once they make their account, then I will make sure I get that to them. Now, you also, too, are just going to, like, like me, too, over at ParamotorArkansas.com. Anybody that wants to sign up for a free account over at ParamotorArkansas.com goes there. And then once a month or sometimes twice a month, I just go through and uh, click a name and send something out for free. Now, you're doing the same thing, too, right, buddy? Yes, correct. So uh, what is the .com that we need to go over to and create that free account? That would be jbppg.com jb as in james bevel right jb correct jb like james bevel ppg.com make that free account not only will you have a chance of uh, winning one of these stickers for free throughout the months that are coming up but also too today we're going to be giving away for these stickers all right so let's go ahead and uh, shuffle 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 wait a minute before we shuffle we got paramount that needs to say hello to everybody oh yeah that's right that's okay you know i was just like just you know hanging out here just waiting it's all good yeah thank you chatters i see y'all in the, in the spinning wheel um we'll go through this real quick here uh kramer hi kramer we got sean hartman bonnie france village 555 in the house gary simons travis dupont scott and angie I can't see the name, it's kind of hidden there. We got Torgoff, Todd Ballone, James Sendor. What's up, Shandor? Shandor. I have to say your name right, Shandor. 
welcome. We got Joe Adele, Jeremy, Gene Coates, next Batman, cool name, Flying Flamingo Jade, what's up, Jade? Brian France, Slow Days, hey, Slow Days, Greg Laney, Steven, good pastor, and Dewey Smilstead. Hey, and Dewey. you got one more. And one more. <laughs> There's a delay. Oh. Marcos Franco, what's up, man? Thank you. Absolutely, guys. Welcome, if you're, everybody. If, if you're you just so listening in the back, yeah, if you're just listening in the background, please at will fly real quick. Say that you are here. You want to be on the spinning wheel of Winnie Things. Yes. Not only are we spinning for these stickers, but also to oh. our guest, Jeff Fletcher, is going to be giving away a custom kiting harness in just a little bit. So uh Ooh. all the names continue to stay on the spinning they're, wheel. They're jumping in, they're jumping Good. on the boat. Good. Jump in on this boat if you want to win. Must be, must be present to win. That's right. We got Marcos. Marcos, welcome, Marcos. And I can find PPG. Welcome. Good job. Anybody else wants to jump on the spinny wheel? You got like two seconds to do so. If two not, seconds. don't worry about it. Just at will fly and you'll be on the next spinny wheel here in just yeah. a moment. So um, let's go ahead and uh, spin twice. What is that? Oh, spin twice for two different stickers. Remember, you must go over to jbppg.com, create that free account so he can send out your free stickers when you win. Cool. All cool. right. Ready when you are, Mr. Ready? Will. Fly. Yes, sir. Here we go. It's greased well. Round and round and All round right. he goes. I'm going to go with slow days today. I'm going to say Deweese Milstead since uh, it always seems to be rigged on Deweese. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say Flying Flamingo. My favorite pink flamingo she is. She is Let's a awesome here. pink flamingo. I'm going to say Marcos. Greg. Ooh. I think it might be Greg. It's going to be, or is it going to be Bonnie. Or is it going to be Bonnie Franz again? Rigged. Yeah, I think it's Greg. Congratulations, oh, Greg. Greg. Yay, congratulations. Greg Laney. congratulations. All right, uh, real Austin quick. Um, James, uh, let uh, Greg know how to claim his prize. So basically, you just need to go over to jbppg.com, subscribe, and go ahead and throw that in a cart. And then get a hold of me at James Belville on Facebook. Let me know that's done. And then I will get that off to him. Awesome. So make a free account at jbppg.com. And that goes for everybody out there. Remember, he's just going to be giving away free stickers throughout this month and next yeah. month and the following month. That's all he wants to do is give away some free stickers. He also is going to be giving away some gift cards in the future too he's got something really special at the end of this show to talk about all right let's spin it one more time and let's get back to our guest jeff fletcher all right i got you on there vance shuffle, cool. shuffle. all right who's it gonna be linda <laughs> quick um, oh. who's it gonna be who's it gonna be oh, 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 oh. um slow days Who's it gonna be? 
I think it's going to be, oh. Ooh. Hmm. I think it's going to be 555. I'm not sure. Oh, I don't know, man. That's right on the line. Look at there, Vance. It paid off Vance. for you. Wow. <laughs> congratulations. Yeah, congratulations, man. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Cool. So we got Vance Oliver won that one. And uh, yeah, just put him on the wheel. Right on, man. It's a cool spinny wheel if I've ever seen one. <laughs> <laughs> can't hear <Our> you. <gasps> nope, can't hear you, man. <clears throat> cool. Congratulations, everybody. No, can't hear you. Who? So, what? Well, I'm curious, Jeff. I mean, I know you've 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 flown jets and and all that, and I completely get it. I mean, flying paramotors is completely different than flying general aviation or testing. Testing. Hey, we hear you now. Oh, so okay, what what is it that you you know that really attracts you to flying low and slow or flying slower than a jet? You know, what what kind of what does it? Yeah, I mean, I always talk about, you know, the, it's it's that it's that kind of stuff of dreams. You know, literally running into the air. Like if you just run fast enough with enough commitment, you could somehow like go into the air. And that's about as close as we can get to actually doing that. I mean, the visibility and the speed at which you fly down low, you you actually get the perception of you know that you're you're actually moving. And you know, the higher you go, things just kind of appear stagnant. Like it's not even nothing's happening. I mean. Now, granted, you know, flying at 70,000 feet in a U-2 gives you an amazing perspective. It's mind-blowing, but, but yet, you know, the most fun part of that airplane is being down low, you know, doing touch and goes and stuff. And that's, that's to me, is the fun part, you know, just doing landings and all that physicality. And, and that's what I like about the paramotor is, is just the, uh, you know, it's just kind of a unique challenge, you know, kiting the wing. And, and then once you're in the air, uh, just being able just the freedom to go wherever you want to go pretty much when you when you want excellent now we're going to be talking about uh, you're going to lone star to mm -hmm. uh to learn to fly but before we get to that tell us a little bit about your school uh desert aviation uh, david des desert 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 aviators.com Sure. Uh, yeah, we are a paramotor flight school here in uh, Santan Valley, Southeast Phoenix. Uh, we started up uh, when we, we moved here. Um, it took a while. We kind of started up right in the midst of COVID. So it took a while to get, you know, like it took forever, like for instance, to get our Falco from Parajet. I mean, like over six months to get our trikes. But anyway, it took a while to get our equipment built up and uh, just kind of let everyone know we're here. Uh, there was kind of a lot of... Uh, brand recognition if you will you know people know who lone star was and and there was you know kind of talk with aviator like oh you know maybe we'll be like a you know like an aviator west or some kind of a presence like that but we decided you know just kind of do our own thing out here and uh train uh, and i was very fortunate that shortly after starting up i was actually building a motor simulator for the back of the truck i welded up a big rig that uh, mounts in the back of the truck with a winch and I have a, a hanging harness, you know, full riser set up on it. So I can have a student in a harness, you know, 
practice like they're kind of running in place and actually, and actually raise them up off the ground to simulate like taking off. And then once they're hanging in, I can do, you can do weight shift. And unlike a riser type setup where like we used to have where, you know, it's kind of locked in onto a frame where you can actually do weight shift and, and you can kind of see what happens when you. Uh-oh, is that me or is that everybody? That's a, that, no, that's Jeff. Oh, bummer. I hate when that happens. So Jeff apparently lost internet connection. That unfortunately happens every once in a while. So um, let's go back to James Bevel real quick. Um, I was trying to say before my mic went crazy, uh, tell Vance Oliver how to, um, uh, to get those stickers that he won. Again, all you got to do is right there behind me, show up at JBPPG, sign up for the free account in there, <clears throat> go to the decal section, pick the two decals that he wants, put it in his cart, and I will make sure I get them sent out to him right away. Did you say two decals? That's awesome. Yeah, that's nice. I'll do, I'll do two, two apiece. Wow, very generous. Thank you very much, James. Um, what, what was that? Uh, it was JB? Yep, JBPPG. Like James Bevel. Gotcha. Okay, JBPPG. Yeah. So it's I, right behind him. Just look. <laughs> it's hard I guess to it see. is, isn't it? <laughs> it? It's hard to see the JB. You might need to change that JP. To be, uh, I don't know, red, because it's hard to see, I guess. I was trying to be nice to give him an extra plug, you know, for those who can't see or listening to the podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, I, the tougher it is to learn to say, the more you're going to remember it, right? Right. Yeah. Right on. Jeff, whenever you get back here, say something so we, so we know that you're here. Because we can't hear you, buddy. <laughs> And you're totally gone. I don't know where you went. So, Jeff, whenever you uh, get back, let us know, buddy, and we'll continue the interview. I sent him a friend, friend request. I hope it didn't crash his computer. You crashed his computer, man. Yeah. It's like maple syrup smelling money that crashed his computers, man. <laughs> He's probably focused on that right now. That's crazy. So <laughs> hopefully he'll just uh, come back real quick. Hey, Jim, since you are our official sponsor, can you tell us real quick about your care printing and publishing again, bud? About my care printing and publishing? Hmm. I care about printing and publishing, but I don't want to publish <laughs> anything. So don't ask me about publishing. Um, I can print virtually anything. And Jeff is back. He saved me. Yay! Jeff, you're back, buddy. Definitely, it, it worked there. Um, anyway, I was starting to say. Um, anyway, I ended up meeting uh, a student named Jared Kelton, who is an amazing individual. His his day job is as a tattoo artist. He's the same age as my youngest son. But as soon as I met him, I went home and I told my wife. I says, "I think I met my Parker," uh, referring to uh, Parker, who was one of our instructors back at Lone Star, who is an amazing guy. Anyway, I right from the get-go before I even started training i he was very enthusiastic and i'm like look uh if you're willing for it uh you're going to be one of my instructors and he's like i'm in i, I want to do this i said i absolutely want to do this so trained him up and then he kind of did the same path that i did at lone star as soon as i got training i realized this is what i want to do full-time be an instructor and so i did everything from that point to get all the ratings and you know getting the ppg2 ppg3 and you know, uh, getting the instructor ratings, uh, going through that process. And so 
uh, did the same thing with Jared. And so it's been a very neat process, just training him and working with him. And uh, he's been an invaluable asset to me here at Lone Star. Right now, he's a USPP, you know, USPPA foot launch instructor, wheel launch. And he's also, he also has his tandem exemption. So he's full up, can do everything just like me. So uh, yeah, we, we love it. But uh, yeah, I've worked with Ron, uh, Ron Tran for a number of years back there in Texas. And then uh, all of our, we have four children. They all went to school out here in Gilbert in Arizona. And so we came out here and uh, decided to start the school up here. One of the other little side things that's going on back with Ron is uh, we started making, uh, you know, doing a lot of custom work for, you know, like hats, jackets, and things like that for Ron. And and then uh, we started, uh, you know, kind of looking at like, oh, we need a, you know, nice kiting harness, you know, something that's good in the heat and the humidity. And and so we started doing a, a nice custom kiting harness. And so we started making those. And then people started kind of catching on, liking them and are like, hey, can we get some of those? And next thing you know, Aviator wants some. And now there's, you know, three or four other flight schools that that I make them custom with their logos and stuff on them. So got a whole side thing going on, building those things. Uh, one of my oldest daughters had a business making custom body armor vests for police officers, son-in-law is a police detective. And uh, anyway, we ended up kind of inheriting all of that equipment as far as like sewing machines and embroidery machines and stuff like that. So, so that's a, kind of a fun little, little project that we, we do on the side. I made some giant laser cutters to, you know, cut out all the fabric. And so we got a, we got a full up production facility here going on my spare time, you know, when I'm not training students. That is awesome. All right. So let's get back to you went over to Lone Star and you're ready to uh, to get some training. Uh, I think everybody's been waiting for this. So go ahead and tell us your story, buddy. Yeah, it was kind of funny. Uh, I think half the most of the guys in that class that I, that I was with had all seen that flight test RC video. We were all a bunch of drone geeks, RC pilot guys and uh, very similar backgrounds. Uh, so we had a really good time uh, in the training. Uh, you know, it was a uh, and it was quite interesting. Uh, it was first, I think, uh, I think it was kind of unusual that I think I soloed me and another guy. We both soloed on like the afternoon of like day two. We had some kind of crazy things conspired, and we we soloed very quickly. But the second day, or the second flight, the next day, had an interesting experience where uh, the weather had was supposed to cleared up. We had kind of like a thunderstorm that was supposed to dissipate and, and turn calm like it had done the night before. And we were waiting for the conditions to die off. Ron went up, checked the air, looked good. Uh, one of the other guys went to launch, blew some launches. So it was my turn to go up. And I went up and launched. And uh, immediately we realized that, no, it's not getting better. It's getting much worse in a huge way. It is nasty, bumpy, turbulent. Winds are ripping. And we also realized my comms are crap i'm only hearing like every other word from ron and so i'm kind of flying around by braille and just kind of figuring out you know how to do this and like well okay i'm around flying around and I'm, he's kind of telling me go here do this trying to see if i'm parked up in the air and finally i decide okay I, i'm gonna come in and land and so i come in and do a pattern and he's gonna like are you landing and and i'm hearing like oh, you know this will be trims for landing and i'm like yeah i'm gonna go trims in for landing well what he's trying to tell me is that no it's blowing like stink i need you to go trims out for landing well i didn't i just went trims in so 
And um, then as I'm coming around the final turn, I cut into what I call a, a defective OODA loop. Uh, John Boyd developed the OODA loop, you know, and I knew, okay, you can't shut the motor off until you get below, you know, like at least about 50 feet. You want to be, you know, plenty high, but you can't turn the motor off until you get rid of over all your obstacles and these things. And so I'm coming around, flying around, and with the big, strong headwind, I realize, oh, I got to clear the park building. So I've got to wait for that. Oh, get it, keep going. The next thing you know, I come around the corner and there's some people playing volleyball in the park. And I'm like, oh, got to make sure I get past all those guys. And so now I was like too low to where I felt like I could like safely shut off the motor. So now I'm just like, ah, screw it. I'm just going to fly this thing down to the runway under power, except it's my second flight. So my throttle control sucks. And so I'm getting these big oscillations and one, it was poorly timed. So I was in the middle of a kind of a swing and tried to flare and basically had nothing and managed to land in like the one little patch of gravel that is on the whole grassy field and kind of slid in, took a knee, the kind of hit pretty hard and the motor the prop the frame hit the prop like actually hit the tank punctured the tank so i'm kind of down on one knee and my kind of all fours and now there's fuel pouring all over my leg and i'm thinking oh this is how it ends i, I go up in a burst of flames and other than that I just had a skin knee but it was pretty crazy because i was trying to think like what happened you know i'm just over and out, you know the whole night just thinking what did i do wrong what happened and it was amazing in all my thousands of years of flying airplanes the thought of going around never occurred to me. I'm like, how is that even possible? And the next morning, I, and so I wrote a letter to Ron saying, ah, this is what was going on. And I, I can't believe I didn't think about this. I'm like, shoot, if, if, you know, if I'd seen like a visual signal from you on the ground, like, you know, make a big X or like do a go around, or maybe that would have like, oh yeah, go around. And, and so we had a very interesting conversation. It was a really good learning, learning model for the both of us as you know, him as an instructor and about, you know, talking about like Nordo, you know, what do you do if you're Nordo? We, we, we didn't talk too extensively about, you know, like what happens or, you know, how you handle that situation. So that was a big moment for us. Like, okay, we definitely, this is what we brief. We're going to do this and this and this. Uh, so that if something like that happens, you know, we can handle it. So uh, that was kind of the big highlight of my training that was a big eye opener. It's like, and so that was something we incorporated into our training is like, you know, we don't have a guy come in and just land. No, he, he does around, he does a go around, you know, just like in a full scale air, airplane, you know, first thing you do is you just do a low approach and say, nope, if it doesn't look right, just go around and try it again. So on, on your training, um, it's interesting you bring that up because I know there's a lot of instructors out there that don't teach as much as um, what they should. And, and, you know, I think you mentioned a little bit about that in the pre-show. So uh, mainly, mainly like airspace and weather would be really important. I think that, that people need to know about, I mean, we saw a video um, what, a day or two ago and their instructor wanted this student on his fourth flight to pull big ears. I don't know. I don't think that's a good idea on your fourth flight to be pulling big ears. <laughs> yeah. Like I, the, the potential to grab the wrong line, you know, would be, yeah. I would think it'd be problematic. I mean, at Lone Star, we were kind of odd in the fact that we flew students with motors that had reserves on them. I don't think anybody you know, did that because they were like, Oh, the student's going to panic and like throw the reserve in flight. And I'm like, well, we just teach them what to do. And, you know, we do tell them, you know, later on, you know, okay, simulate reaching for a handle, vis getting an idea, you know, identify, you know, that sort of thing, going through the steps. But 
you know, no, we hadn't, we've never had a problem with a student, you know, panicking. Uh, one thing we also did on our first flight was we'd have the guys go trims out, you know, and reset the trims, go trims out, trims in. So that kind of that fear is gone to let them know that hey, it's no big deal. And for them, you know, we've never had any problems with that later on, you know, we'll show them like how to use like tips or things like that. But um, so, you know, we, I, and then like incorporating touch and goes to the training. I know we were somewhat unusual that, you know, we were doing touch and goes with students when, you know, they got to a certain level of proficiency. And, and I know personally for me, the only time I ever screwed up a touch and go is when I think I'm going to do a touch and go. You know, if I just think I'm going to land and if I happen to be kiting the wing and, oh, look, everything's perfect. And like, I'm just running along and the wing is good. Like, oh, I'll take it off again. You know, then that's, that's how it works, you know, but if I think I'm going to do a touch and go, then things go sideways badly and, you know, it gets, it gets horrible. But uh, so, yeah, there's definitely, uh, you know, some things. And then, like I say, the issues with, um, training like one of the first things i noticed when i came here in arizona was that it seemed like there was a problem with uh students not having an understanding of, of airspace like for instance in arizona every single lake or river in arizona is in a wilderness area so we've got the 2000 foot thing to deal with and a number of other limitations like that there's there's moas there's restricted airspace there's there's, there's a lot of stuff around there that you do kind of need to be aware of and got to kind of have to know your audience and what you're flying around so that you don't annoy the hell out of people. Very true. Uh, was there any other questions in the super chat? Scooby Steve, did you have one? Um, well, I wanted to add one more thing to it, I guess. I mean, he pretty much answered what I had, but I, what do you think trainers could do better that you've seen in your experience? I mean, because you've got years and years of experience in aviation. What do you think that a lot of these trainers, I mean, you got some of them that's been around a long time, some of them that just started out. What do you think they can do better to make new pilots safer in the air? Yeah, I think I, the, the ground training is the biggest thing. I mean, like when I went back to Aviator and we were we were an alliance partner with Aviator PPG. So Ron and myself and Parker, you know, we, we'd go back to Aviator, Aviator periodically and work with their students, sit through their ground training, see what they do. And that was one of the things that uh, I was really impressed with. Um, um, the ground training that, that John Isley had developed is amazing. He's a former military guy and, and he had he was one that primarily developed with the ground training and it was absolutely it's top-notch it's world-class i mean i was just like blown away i mean i'm i was like learning things they're like wow i haven't seen anybody talk about this in a very long time it was perhaps overkill for for their situation but it was absolutely it was perfect and so that was one of the things that we took with us uh at lone star and both desert aviators was making sure that we incorporate a lot of ground training you know talking about aerospace talking about weather uh, you know, safety things, you know, doing spending a lot of time talking about, you know, just the ground training. I just go out and doing all the ground and go all the physical stuff of flying, but getting in the classroom and sharing all those things and, and, and explaining why it's important. I mean, and it is nice from my perspective that like when we talk about, for instance, you know, I show them a chart from the regulations that show like, you know, VFR cloud clearances and like, you know, there's this huge mass of numbers. And what I try to press upon people is like, okay, notice the trend here. It's like, 
The numbers get bigger, the higher you go. There is a reason for that. That's because the higher you go, you got airplanes popping out of clouds, maybe 500 or a thousand feet above you. And they're all of a sudden they just pop out of a cloud and they're descending in to go land somewhere. They're not looking for a paramotor, you know, uh, hanging out underneath a cloud or a Cessna 172. Or, you know, they're not really looking for that kind of stuff. And so you need to have those visibility and distance and altitude limitations so that you have time to react and get the hell away from them before you get run over. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's all that kind of stuff. You know, that's, there's a reason for those rules and it's so that everyone can have time to get out of everyone's way. I, I watched you. a video. Oh, I watched a video of a guy today. It's a, it was like a paramotor crash, but I assume, you know, when you're training most of your students, y'all do hang checks and stuff. This guy apparently did not do a hang check because he took off and he, his fan was literally almost pointing directly at the ground. So right. he, he just right back down into the ground. It, it looked terrible. I was like, there's no way he could have done a hang check and be that. F I mean, he was literally almost 90 degrees to the ground. It was where, crazy. Where, where was this? Where did you it see was a video I watched. It was like 10 bad paramotor crashes or something. That's what I watched. Okay. Crazy it, stuff was, like that. Was that recent or, or uh, an old video? I, I think it was an older video. I don't think it was recent. Okay. Yeah. Um, Will Fly posted um, a, a question. Will, can you read that real quick from Lyft Paramotor? Actually, I don't think it's a question. I think it's a comment. And um, you're on mute. <laughs> got me <laughs> so jeff you said you did an siv where where did you oh, uh, take that uh yeah i was with the fly tory pines guys uh max and uh, gabe from fly tory pines so we went up to lake Berryessa. yeah that was absolutely uh, mind-blowing i took my spider 22 and i was like the only paramotor guy there everyone else is free flight and so i noticed something very quickly and that 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 wing with my wing loading was very hot and dynamic compared to their free flight wings. So I was like overrunning the tow boat. So we had to, we had to work with Max to like, you know, like get rid of the trim assist and go trims in the whole time to keep from overrunning the boat. Uh, so yeah, I learned a lot. I also learned that there was absolutely nothing I could do to trash the wing the thing just refused to stop flying. I'm doing negative spins. I'm doing everything. And every time I let go of the brakes, you know, poof, the thing just recovers. And it's like, I mean, it's like literally like, really? I mean, it, it was very cool just to see how much the wings want to fly. Yeah, that's kind of a good thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I am kind of curious. I don't know if anyone's done it. I, I kind of have a, have a sick fascination of maybe going back to SIV and taking my free ride. To see, like, okay, what happens if you go back with this like super dynamic D wing, you know, and you know, is that thing? What is that going to do to you? I'm going to end up gift wrapped over the lake. I don't know, you know, but because um, <laughs> you always see people going to SIV and taking a mojo or something, you know, and but you know, it's like, well, you know, why not take your daily flyer? To me, that seems like what you should do to really learn how it behaves, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I did. So it seems like every time I get a new wing, I go to an SIV class to see how it recovers in uh, a situation in SIV. Yeah, and it's kind of another quick side story. I was doing an instructor conference thing at uh, Aviator with a bunch of guys, and 
And I think I, my primary motor was still the nitro and I was up, I took the Maverick up one of the school motors and I went up and I was, you know, playing around with it, doing some big stuff. And I was going to go do a sat and did one set. And it, it felt like the way the hang point was slightly different, the wing and the motor, I didn't have quite as much brake authority as I maybe wanted. So I went up to do another set and I said, well, let's try maybe doing two wraps on the brake handle instead of just one. I felt like I couldn't. And anyway, so I'm kind of reached up doing a double wrap. And it was funny before I even, you know, set up for the Acura run, I'm looking at the ground, looking at the wind, thinking, okay, where's my LZ? Where would I land if I had to do a reserve toss, you know, doing all those kind of things to make sure I'm stacking the deck, you know, in my favor. And part of me is like, you know, well, you don't have to do this. I'm like, well, yeah, what's the best place to practice here at this beautiful facility? So yeah, this is a good time to practice. And anyway, it went up and by, I, by the time I'm getting that second wrap on the brake handle and starting to pull in, I was already starting to kind of tip in like, oh shit, I'm already going, you know? And uh, anyway, ended up botching the entry and I basically pulled too hard too early and spun the wing and got a nasty riser twist that I could not clear. So basically at this point, I'm now locked into this beautiful sat that I cannot get out of. I, I tried reaching above the risers to try and, I couldn't put in opposite brake, couldn't bicycle out of it, just too much G-loading and just, you know, spinning. And, and I was like, uh, seriously, I'm gonna be that guy. All right, fine, here we go, do the reserve toss. And everything worked beautifully, you know, inflates fine. I come down, the landing was a complete non-event. I climb up gather everything up and start slogging through the marsh to go back. And eventually Kyle Mooney comes up on a quad to help me out. The first thing he does, he grabs my helmet. He's like, oh, seriously, no GoPro. Didn't get video of any of it. So that was a fail. But anyway, I went back and by the time we got back, I, I went up to go see Eric and I almost, I was going to basically kind of apologize for like, dude, I was, I was stupid. I'm an idiot. You know, I, I, sorry. And before I could even get there, he's like throwing me a beer and he's like, this is exactly, this was like perfect. I said, this is why I'm like, the fact that this happened, you got a, you know, an experienced pilot, you've had the training, you do this. This is like the perfect story of why we do the training and why you do everything. And he's told this story countless times to students you know, of like, hey, this guy came in and this is, he's done all the training. Boom. He had to throw the reserve. Everything worked perfectly. This is why you do it. This is why you do training. I'm like, well, I've always been good for that of at least being the example of, you know, don't be that guy or at least be a good example. So I think to this day, I'm the only guy who's ever tossed a reserve at Aviator. Um, so yeah, it was definitely, I highly recommend everybody getting as much training as you can because you're always learning. There's something you can learn from any experience at any time. There is absolutely, and I, I'm glad that you brought this up, and I want everybody to stop doing what they're doing and listen to this real quick. If you have a reserve on your paramotor and you need to throw it, don't feel like it's, it's a bad thing. It's there to save your life. Throw the damn reserve. And that is what I want everybody to understand that uh, we've seen way too many videos of somebody spiraling down and hitting the deck and never throwing that perfectly good reserve because they didn't want to be that 
that guy. Please yeah. be that guy that gets to uh, talk about them throwing a reserve on a podcast because it saved their life. Please wear a reserve. And if necessary, through good training and understanding that, that you know, throw it when you need to come down on that reserve, come on the podcast, talk about your amazing job that saved your life. In fact, I think the reserve that I used, that I actually used, we repacked it. And I think we actually gave that very reserve to Anthony Vela. Because <laughs> well, he was kind of the guy that we were like voting. He was like the guy we voted most likely to die in a paramotor. But he always flies so low, a reserve wouldn't help much anyway. But I think, I think he, we true. actually did give him our reserve. That's awesome. Hey, I, I have one question real quick, Jeff. Um, have you, because you said Tory Pines. Uh, you probably, I don't know if you ever met my son, Robert Michaels. He, um, he flies out, he paraglides out of Tory. He used to paraglide out of Tory Pines quite a bit. Oh, okay. And he has this show, Paragliding Talk, oh, okay. on, um, on uh, Thursday nights. No, I've not yeah. met him. Um, yeah, because like I said, we, I have never been to Tory Pines uh, oh, okay. there because, you know, the, all the training they do is up at Lake Berryessa, uh, northwest okay. of Sacramento. Have you done paragliding yet? Have you tried no, it yet? Uh, it's I've when we used to be involved with Paracosta down in uh, Costa Rica. Um, I know they do a lot of paragliding, and I was really mm -hmm. fascinated with that. I'd love to go down there and try that, and yeah. but I've not tried it yet. I know better uh, have a reserve for that. I'm just saying. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, and a couple of reserves sometimes. Yeah, and I, and I learned very quickly talking to Max, like you know why you have a steerable reserve as your primary than the other one because most of the time where those guys fly, you need to have a steerable reserve to make sure you land someplace you want to land. Mm -hmm. Okay. Absolutely, okay. absolutely. Very I cool. got. I got a steerable also. I, I, I always thought it's like, you know, if I'm going, if I toss the laundry and I look down and there's water, power lines and trees, I want to be able to at least steer away from it. And one of my fears is coming down at 5.5 meters per second, which is kind of like jumping off a house. At least with the steerable, you actually have a little bit of flare authority to actually land softly too. We've been talking for over an hour, guys. So real quick, we're not going to go anywhere. We're going to spin the wheel of Winnie things uh, to get some more stickers. However, um, real quick, in three, two, one, what is the code from last week? The first person that puts the code in the super chat from last week wins two stickers. And uh, let us know real quick, what are those stickers? And uh, where can we go to buy some stickers if we don't win tonight? Think anyone's going to remember? I don't know, James. You got to you got to talk. We're it's all about you now, bud. No, well, again, JBPPG, right? And then I take take this opportunity to let everybody know that I did make a ten percent discount for everything on my store as long as you use the ClearProp TV all caps code. Bonnie friends, I think just got it. Flyby. Mm -hmm. Yep. I, if that's the code, I, I thought it was a different code, so I don't know what's going on yeah, now. The other code was for the uh, the after part. The after party, yeah. Oh, oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so who won tonight? Bonnie Friends? Bonnie Friends, yep. Excellent. All right, well, that's really awesome. I'm glad that you remember. We got the wrong code here in the background. So. <laughs> uh -oh. Good job, Bonnie. So, um, you know, since, we, since both Bonnie and Kramer... 
you know, um, popped up really quick and got it. How about we give it to Bonnie and Kramer? Yeah. Does that sound good? Sounds great. All right. So cool. uh, Bonnie. Cool. And, good job, girls. And Kramer. Uh, okay. So real quick, uh, tell them how to get up with you so they can get those stickers. Again, go to JBPPG, right? Dot com. Sign up for the free account. Throw it in the cart. Get a hold of me on Facebook at James Belville, and I will get them stickers out just as soon as I can. Excellent. Now, Bonnie, make cool. sure you save space on your car for your Paramotor Arkansas sticker because you know you're going to be there in 33 days. You can you can take the JP PPG sticker and put on one side, but you got to put the Paramotor Arkansas sticker on the other side. Just saying. <laughs> both both Bonnie and Brian they they want to box of stuff, you know. So there you know, you go. get here. <laughs> There's going to be a dump truck out front with all their prizes that they won. I swear, it seems like they uh, um, they they won everything in the last couple months of uh, being in the super chat on the show. So make sure you guys go to JB. That's for James Bevel PPG.com. Create that free account because he also is going to be sending out some free stuff throughout the uh, the the week, throughout the month, just for whoever is uh, whoever made their free account. How awesome is that? Thank you so much, cool. James. For Man, I'm going to jump on that wagon. Absolutely. Now, uh, Jeff, you make those custom harnesses, and you said that you're going to give a one uh, away tonight. Tell us a little bit about your school and about your custom uh, kiting harnesses. Let's see if I can. Uh, basically, here we got. So it's a very minimalistic. You know, it's not like a free flight harness. This is just kind of like a, like almost like a parachute harness, like you would wear in the military. Uh, just very lightweight, you know, leg straps, you know, just shoulder straps is just very simple, <clears throat> lightweight. So you're not sweating like we're on like a full free flight harness thing and strictly ground use only. We're not going to do toes or anything like that, you know, but uh, got them, uh, like I said, we make them black, tan, and we put custom uh, logos on them for whatever school or, you know, people want to put names on them, that sort of thing. Excellent. And tell us about your school real quick.com and how to get up with you. Yeah, desertaviators.com. Uh, you can re hit us up there. Um, there's a contact information on there. Uh, or Jeff at desertaviators.com is my uh, primary email. And uh, yeah, we do tandems. We're pretty flexible with my work schedule. I can do, um, you know, we primarily, we, you know, we like to have guys come out, you know, like a week to 10 days, like a Monday through Friday. So we get the weekend so we can knock them out. That's, you know, obviously preferred to get that kind of high intensity training and get them knocked out. But we can also work with people's schedules if they live locally and, you know, are only available the weekends, you know, that sort of thing. So we're, we're pretty flexible because my work schedule is flexible. So we can, we can work around things pretty well. Excellent. All right. So let's go ahead and quick, uh, put up that spinny wheel of winning things real quick, Will. And uh, Paramom USA, if you could say hello to everybody. Uh, real quick, if you're in the super chat and you're able to give us some thumbs up, please do so. That really helps yeah. us. And uh, we definitely appreciate you. How many people do we have right now watching the show? Does anybody see that number? I see 43. 43. 43. And, nice. Uh, Welcome. And 15 Woo. likes. Come on, guys. We need those. We need those thumbs up. Uh, so. Hit that like button. 
Yeah, it really does help. It makes us feel good. It does. Paramount says so. Hit that like button. (laughs) Absolutely. Tonight, uh, Jeff Fletcher Fletcher is going to be giving away this custom kiting harness. So we want you to uh, win this thing. So you haven't done so already. Do we have at least 43 (laughs) people in the spinning wheel? I mean, hopefully. I'm super excited. Hopefully we've got everybody in there. Do we have Eric Owens? Yep. Okay. I don't see scuba on that list. <laughs> <laughs> no, Scuba's uh, all He's looking for his name. Well, the harness I got He's now, is, it feels like I'm putting on my paramotor because it's got like back handles. It's heavy, but you know, it's cool. It's cool. We'll just stay here and be slaves. We're, we're fine. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, now, Jeff, let's just say that we did not win this, but we need a kiting harness. Um, how much is your kiting harnesses that you have in your in your shop right now uh $150 for just a normal harness uh, is what we do if it's a school we do give some discounts and deals you know for for schools uh cut them a break uh, so yeah it's a uh... excellent so this is one of the higher uh prizes that we have been given away so please make sure you say uh, hello to will fly real quick Make sure you get on the spinning wheel of winning things. Please give us those thumbs up. That really helps our metrics. Uh, this is uh, from Jeff Fletcher, our guest tonight. Yes. Ooh, look and, at uh, We're jumping on now. Linda Paramom, USA.com. If you would say hello to everybody in the super All chat right. before we spin the wheel for this custom cutting harness from Jeff Fletcher. Okay. Welcome, chatters. Look at that wheel. Okay. Hey, Kramers, Slow Days, Gene Colts, Scott, Nancy Garland, Bill H, Torquida, Jeremy, what's up, Jeremy, Greg Laney in the house, Flying Flamingo, Jade, my pretty flamingo, Gary Simon, Steve, Good Pastor, James, Deweese Milstead, lovely Deweese, Brian France, Bonnie France, 555, Vance Oliver, Joe Adele, Todd Falone, Sean Hartman, what's up? Marcos Franco, Lex Batman, that's the coolest name ever. I can fly PPG. Shondor, Travis DuPont's in the house. Mark McElroy, hey Mark. Never trust a skinny chef, Shane Shaney. John Wayne Cowboy in the house, Sharky in the sky, Lip Paramotor, Hot Butter Productions in the house. Woohoo! Eric Owens, Don Bill is in the house. Welcome, everybody. That's so fun. I just love Walter. Walter Priori is in the chat also. If you want to, oh, that's everybody. that's awesome. See, he can be on this one. He, yeah, let's put him on the Hi, wheel one because I'm sure that Jeff would love to send this one to Walter. <laughs> Sugar in the house. In the chat. I didn't know that. Hey, Walter. Yeah. yeah, we got 48, 50 people now. 50 people are in the super chat. We only have 30 likes. So if you just joined us, you know, say hello to Will Fly at Will Fly and say, I am here. Make sure that you give us some thumbs yeah. up to 31, 32, 33 likes now. We're up to 52 people <laughs> that are watching. Oh, it keeps wow. on going up. It keeps on going up. This is great. Yes. This is wonderful. This go. is a this is a big deal. This is an awesome huge. spin. Must be present yeah. to win. Woot, woot, woot. Must be present to win. Woot, woot. 
Oh, the excitement. <laughs> we got the excitement. Woo, in the your um, your wheel is there. It goes. We're, gi oh, okay. we're giving away trash bags next week, so y'all can jump off the roof. <laughs> practice. <laughs> practice. Practice paragliding with your trash bags. Yeah. That's yeah. Oh, my we God. don't have anything. Actually, yeah. next week, heads up, we got a lot more awesome, incredibly cool things to give away. Um, yes. So make sure that yes. you join us next, next week. If you have not done so ever uh, already, please subscribe to this channel. Hit that bell yes. notification because yes. when we start giving away some stuff, we want you to know it. I'm all fired up now. You, you sound like it. All right. <laughs> if uh, if if we are ready, I gotta check right. one last time and make sure I didn't miss. Oh, all I right. missed somebody. There's a <clears throat> got a straggler. All for spinny wheel. All right. Come on, stragglers. Make Who's sure you lose. Make sure you at will fly. Let them know that you are here. Yes. Got 37. Now 38 Oops. likes. Keep on Mark going with those likes. Awesome. They're jumping in. All right. Mark Mark. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, Mark Mark. Like yeah. Plainfield Mark, PPG. Right. I don't know. Yeah, Madden him now and Mark Gresser. Oh, okay. What's cool. up? Yeah. All right. This is going to be exciting. a great spin. Awesome. Thank you again very Man. much for those likes. Man. I got to grab my compound. I'm so excited about this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got to we gotta say at some point, oh, Plainfield. no more oh, names oh. on the wheel. Plainfield PPG in the house. He is right. indeed. Man. This All right. Linda. Did we, did we get everybody, Linda? Did you get all the stragglers? Did you say hello to all I the stragglers? I think so. The stragglers. <laughs> stragglers. Yeah. The, um, so it was Plainfield PPG. Yeah, it looks like uh, everybody's in there. Mm -hmm. Oh, I see uh, Mark McElroy uh, from Paralife PPG is in the house. First of all, I would like to uh, shout out to Mark. Um, shout Paralife out to Mark. Paralifeppg.com. If you haven't gone there already, he really makes amazing merch. He has donated yep. and given away a lot of stuff to uh, to to the pilots. I personally um, have worn them. They are extremely comfortable. Uh, Paralifeppg.com. Check it out. Also, yes. a shout out to Never Trust a Skinny Chef Shane. He does Shiny. a show um on tuesdays if you want to check that out make sure you go to ppgshane.com also a shout out to flying flamingo jade she also does a show on wednesdays at paramotorgirl.com uh yes. obviously thank you everybody that is in the super chat thank you everybody that thank is watching you. we appreciate you and uh we are ready to spin the spinny wheel for a custom kiting harness worth $150, Jeff Fletcher over at his flight uh, school in Arizona. I got one more to add, and I'm going to have to stop, right? All right. All right, so we got Harris okay. Smith 101. Oop. Got to bring the uh, wheel down. Well, it's okay. It's okay. I'm just uh, looking at the name. Oh, you're fixing it. Oh, I see. I see. Yep. So not, not right. that I'm not that I'm telling you, you know, how to do your job, you know. You know yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't see any duplicates, so you got it in there pretty good from what did I did you see. did you put scuba Steve in? He really wants us. <laughs> <laughs> if scuba gets yeah. in, I get in too. 
Put yourself hey, in there, Will. I'm Why not? not? No, I'm uh, not gonna do it. Well, uh, well, he is scuba, and if he wants me to. While Will is uh, uh, shuffling it, Jeff, uh, tell yeah, us once shuffle. again about uh, your flight school, where it's located, and your dot com, please. Yeah, we're down in Santan Valley, Arizona, which is uh, southwest or southeast Phoenix, um, yep. suburb down there. Uh, yeah, we fly year round. Uh, in the summertime, we tend to knock off in the afternoons because it never really cools off, but we always could fly in the morning. So we do yeah. offer flying year round in beautiful Arizona. And we do tandems, do introductory flights, um, trike training. So we pretty much do it all. Desertaviators.com is our website. Cool. And what, and what is your email address in case uh, somebody Jeff, wants to get with you? Jeff at desertaviators.com. Excellent. And thank you very much for donating this custom kiting harness. Yes. Thank we you. are ready to spin the spinning wheel and give it away. Who is going to win this one? I'll go with I'll, I'll go with uh, lift paramotor. <coughs> lift paramotor is awesome. Yeah, I'll say Sean is always winning stuff. Bonnie Fan the box of stuff. Google but, Steve's gonna win. I'm not in there. <laughs> he didn't add me. He was like, ah, Scuba Steve, never you never get are, it right. Scuba Steve, you're always just a winner. Anyways. Ooh, the paramotor is closed. Don't oh. tell me Shane's going to win. Oh, what? my goodness. I he is. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Never got to see the Shane. Yeah, man. Wow. Never trust the skinny chef Shane. Woot, woot, woot. He has a podcast on Tuesdays at ppgshane.com. If you haven't tried that one out, make sure you go there tomorrow. ppgshane.com at 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. All right. Jenny was triple. That's Pound why pack. he went on his own so that he could win on our spinning wheel. I know that's crazy. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, so we have something to give away on tomorrow night's show now. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Hey, you know, that's the way to do it. I mean, just keep it, keep it going, right? Yeah, just keep the that's gift right. that keeps giving. So so Jeff, how does uh, Never Trust a Skinny Chef Shane get up with you so he can claim his prize? Uh, yeah, just shoot me an email or uh, reach out to me on Facebook and uh, give me his information and I'll see what we can do uh, with him. I, we probably want to do a do some custom logo or something. We got to do something cool for him so so we can fabricate oh, one up for him. Sweet. Nice. Now yeah. Scoob is really jealous. Do one of a <laughs> paramotor like face planting into the ground. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> and you got you got to get the grill off to the side. Right yeah, definitely it. the grill. <laughs> yeah, with the grill, yeah. yeah. And with the fake, uh, the, the fake uh, snake that pops out of the grill. <laughs> if, you, if you ever go to a flying with them, don't go over to the grill and open up when he asks you to. Hey, speaking of Shane, uh, and there's a new fly-in I wanted to mention, too. June 8th through the 11th, down in Bowling Green, Florida. Let's fly it for Gage, and all proceeds go to... Uh, um, I can't remember what it's, it's the gauge. I should get better information, but it goes to a worthy cause. Um, so it's an awesome place to fly. And I'm not just saying that I've actually gone down there, flown it. And it is like the best place for a freaking fly in and, and it's super friendly for the whole family. Everyone's going to have fun. It is, 
is there a way uh is there a place on the internet that they can go to to get more information uh -huh. like a url or there Facebook? is okay and i'll have it for you momentarily excellent uh, he he said i would put fly for gauge on the harness yeah that that's what i was thinking he'd pick that's Good cool for you man that is something tells me uh, shane will not give that away then after they put the decal in the part, what do they do now? Okay. We hear something in the background. Is that you, James? Yeah, it was me. My wife was talking. I forgot to hit mute. <laughs> That's okay. It's all good. All right, guys. Um, we are officially in the after show. We went uh, an hour and a half. I was thinking that we're only going to do an hour. But then again, hey, when do we ever do anything lo uh, less than an hour and a half, right? So we got oh, another... Man. <laughs> we got another half an hour so this is our after show just talking about paramotors uh talk about experiences whatever we want to talk about um uh, thank you very much for everybody that was watching congratulations to all of our winners we got greg laney uh vance oliver we got bonnie franz got kramer that all won uh stickers from james bevel over at jbppg.com and of course uh, we got never trust a skinny chef shane won the uh, custom kiting harness from jeff fletcher and that was freaking awesome make sure you go over to the website and uh, go to shop and get yourself your very own uh, custom kiting harness jeff tell us about that dot com again and how to get your very own custom harness um if you didn't win the custom harness. Yeah, right. desertaviators.com. Uh, we do have a page that talks about the kiting harness and what they look like and some of the options. Uh, we also do uh, helmets. We, we take Acaro Solarex helmets and we marry them up with Rugged Radio's comms to use for our student training. It tends to be, it's, that's a, a weak area in the sport is having good, solid, reliable comms. And that's, that's the setup that we use. It's hardwired, kind of bulletproof, and uh, we have really good success with that. Um, so we we fabricate those uh, in-house, do some custom 3D printing stuff to, to make them all work together. But uh, yeah, we'll do the kiting harnesses and like black or tan, put whatever logos you want on there and get you all hooked up. Excellent. Thank you again, Jeff. We definitely appreciate you being on the show as a guest. Um, you're more than welcome to hang out here and just talk about paramotors with the rest of us. If uh, anybody needs to go, go ahead and wave your hand and let us know that you need to go. Will Fly, you need to go, buddy? Nope, don't need to go, but I wanted to say come hang out with us tomorrow night, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern, uh, YouTube for a paramotor hangout. And uh, it's going to be a great show. You don't want to miss it. Definitely not ppgshane.com <laughs> um, anybody else need to go or everybody okay to hang out for for another 30 minutes i'm good All nope, right. i'm a roll i'm a roll i got because we we're probably going to be closing the house real early so i'm gonna have to shoot out but good meeting you jeff thanks for giving away the harness that's freaking awesome that's like one of the best things they've given away on yep. this channel but yeah, um, and, and congrats on your school and everything you're going to do here in the future. Thanks. Yeah, good luck on your house. All right. Yeah, thanks. Uh, we're yeah. trying, man. We're two weeks past our closing date now. So who knows? Well, thanks, Scuba. I appreciate you. Ho hopefully next Monday you'll be like, I got the house. Uh, hopefully tomorrow I got the house. <laughs> well, you know, on the show next week or whatever. Okay, yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll see y'all. Yeah, keep us right. posted. Oh, wait a minute, Scuba, before you go, you do something on Fridays real quick. Tell us about that. 
Friday, I do a show about vaping and a little bit about paramotors, 8 to 10 Eastern Standard Time. You can either go to paramotordude.com, which redirects you to my YouTube channel, or you can look up Scuba Vapes and, on YouTube, and that'll take you straight to my channel also. Either one. Okay. We have yeah. fun. Just come hang out. I know your chat, your chat's getting huge. Like every Friday, man, it gets bigger with paramotor. So many people. Yeah. Especially with all the paramotor folks in there now, it's like doubled. I'm like, whoa. But I try to, I do try to communicate with chat in there. It's not like where I just sit there and don't pay attention to chat. I try to talk to the people. It's awesome. We have fun. All right. Y'all have a great week. Peace out. Peace out. Blue skies. Run into the sky, buddy. All right. Jeff Fletcher, man. What an incredible resume. Uh, been flying since forever almost. You were in the Air Force. You flew Southwest Airlines for, what, 23 years. You're an instructor. Got, uh, now, is this your, your flight school, or are you partners? Or No, it's my flight school, yeah. You got your own flight school, been flying for six years. Man, absolutely amazing. We definitely appreciate you being on the show, buddy. And. Mm -hmm. uh, wealth of information thanks again for donating that harness and sending it out i think uh i think shane's gonna love that oh yeah that'll be fun absolutely all right guys we're on our after show 30 minutes let's talk about paramotors anything really cool coming up any fly-ins any fly-ins and stuff that you went to um any accidents you want to talk about any amazing takeoffs landings and uh Beautiful skies. It's all yours. What's up? What's been going on? Oh, wait a minute. Oliver, you got a question about something. Tell us about tell us about that question. And maybe all the people in the super chat might be able to to help us out tonight. Um, especially with your question. Don't forget to unmute. Unmute there you go. Can everyone can everyone hear me? Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, so I was uh, flying my my trike uh, about two weeks ago with my brother and uh, we went for a winter uh, cross country. Uh, it was minus 10 degrees Celsius. Uh, the flight uh, lasted about 45 minutes. And we were just astonished. We both have exactly the same equipment, the same setup. And the Monster 185 took double the gas. So we were wondering why, if it was because of the cold weather, if it was because of the dense air, uh, maybe because we were overloaded the way we were dressed, probably, uh, it's possible. So it's out there. I, if anyone has, um, any ideas why it took seven liters an hour instead of four liters an hour on our cross country flight uh, two weeks ago. Now we but talked about this a little bit on the pre-show that was not aired and Jeff had a theory. Could you go ahead and tell us again real quick? Yeah, the couple of factors that you kind of mentioned earlier was one, the, the extra weight. You know, you're if you got skis in the track plus the extra gear you're wearing so you don't freeze. You know that adds weight, so that just increases your your wing loading density, and so that obviously gets to take more throttle to hold level flight. Uh, something else that occurred to me is, you know, as temperature rises, uh, the motors, you know, tend you know, like you know, when, as you change altitude, change density altitude, your mixture is going to change. And it occurred to me that when you're getting like really, really cold, that I'm guessing that the motors are going, are running super, super rich. Uh, I, that's, I'm thinking that probably has something to do with it. So there's probably a, 
a whole bunch of things kind of all adding up in there that is, is why you're seeing that dramatic change. That, that, that's kind of my thought. It's a, it's actually the opposite. Uh, well, that's, that's what I was wondering. I was trying to think logically. Is, it, is that backwards or? Yeah, um, because the air gets so dense, there's a lot, a lot of air in there. And so then they become, they become more lean. So you have to actually richen them up. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Because because cold, you know, like cold at high altitude versus like hot down low is roughly equivalent. So yeah, yeah, you're right. It's a tough, it's a tough concept to get your head around. That's how I burnt a hole in my piston. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Were you equally, you know, so you said you were, you were flying identical things, but as far as the weight, were you equal? Were you pretty yeah, comparable? We, yeah, we wear, we, we weigh, uh, we weigh exactly the 200 pounds, my brother and I. So yeah. And what were your same gear, 14 meters of gas. Same? Sorry. Were you both trimmed out the same? Trimmed out neutral. Yeah, we're flying at the same speed. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking the, the car. And, and you 6, said- 6,500 uh, 6, RPM, 6,600. You said one was a Monster though, and the other one was- uh... Uh, Both of them Monster 185. Okay, both Monster. On a Kangook, Kangook uh, basic trike. Are they the same year? Same year, my 20, about the okay. same time, hmm. yeah. Hmm. getting probably exactly should, exactly the same results yeah it's probably I can just only, a carb setting yeah i was thinking the same thing it's got to be a carb setting uh, mine used to burn 6.6 .6 liters per hour and now it burns four now jim um and uh jeff you guys were talking about lean and rich so for those of you that are not familiar with lean and rich and what that under, uh, what that means, uh, Jeff, can you uh, tell us uh, the difference between lean and rich or Jim, can you tell us? Well, you know, most of the motors, like when they come out of the factory from, you know, you think about it, they're tuned in Italy at like roughly sea level, fairly cool. And like when we get the motors and we break them in out here, we're higher, it's hotter. So once we get them broke in, eventually you know, to get best performance out of it, we, we have to lean them out uh, as they get broken in so that they're not running so rich. You know, it's, it's good to run rich and have plenty of lubrication when you're breaking it in. But eventually once it's, you know, the rings are seated and all that, you need to lean it out. Uh, so then you probably got to do a little tweaking, you know, to it at that point. I have a question for Oliver, actually. Mm -hmm. um, if, uh, do you have the ability to do, do you have a, like a, a bore scope of any kind that you can stick down into the and look at the piston because that would that would be a, an easy way even if you just pull the uh the spark plug and mm -hmm. rotate the piston up to the top of the head you and shine a light in there you should be able to kind of just get a bead on what the head looks like or look what the piston looks like and compare the the two motors and see see what they if they're comparable if one is darker than the other you're probably running too rich on that one you could also look at the spark plugs and see how they look yep. too. Yep. I picked up a uh, really cheap um, bore scope on Amazon that plugs into the the USB C port on my cell phone. So I literally just plug it in, and I've got I can put the thing anywhere, and I use it to do uh, piston inspections and, and cylinder inspections on both my paramotors and on my motorcycle. Cool. I didn't know that was an option. Nice. Yeah, they they have them on Amazon. They're 
they're like 20 bucks, give or take. And it beats the alternative because I know Milwaukee makes some and there's a bunch of other companies that make them and they're hundreds of dollars. There you go. That's perfect. All right. So for uh, for those of you that are listening to this podcast, you're more than welcome to go over and watch the podcast itself every Monday night over at iFlyParamotors.com or ClearPropTV.com. But right now, uh, Will Fly has put up a lean, rich, and optimal spark plug. Uh, can you tell the uh, listeners uh, what you, we are seeing on the screen, Will? Yeah, it, it's basically three different colors, well, or, or shades, but you've got lighter or too light, and you've got dark, dark, and then you've got kind of a coffee brown. And it's hard to tell on the, in this picture, I know, but what you're going for is a coffee brown. You don't want the extra light or the extra gunked up dark color because that means you're, you're too rich your mixture is too rich so um it it doesn't take any time whatsoever to pull out your spark plug and look at this but uh i have never I, i've always always erred on the side of richness so you and uh, me both buddy you and me both yeah, yeah so i mean i would rather have it slightly because coffee brown is you know people think of that color slightly differently, you know, but I know what dark is and I know what a dark, dark brown is. And, and so I try to go somewhere in between the uh, rich and optimal and yeah, I'm happy. And when we're looking at this, we're looking at that little white thing in the middle of the spark plug. So optimal, it's still going to be white. When we see the rich is going to be really, really dark, like a good dark mocha. The lean is kind of like a, a, a tan looking uh, uh, color. And that's what we're looking at right now on the screen. Um, obviously, just would you search for Will or is this a picture that you already had? No, that's what I just searched for. Uh, uh, rich lean mixture and that popped right up excellent so when you guys if you guys want to just make sure you google that and uh you can probably see what we're looking at right now thank you for my that. question is uh my question is is it better to add more oil in the winter with your mix of gas or try to adjust a carb where you basically are not maybe not a great idea to adjust your carb maybe just add oil a little bit more oil in the winter what's your suggestion that will I, I wouldn't add more oil. I would no. I would set the carb accordingly because I mean I'm already adding plenty of oil to my. Uh, again, mm -hmm. I err on the heavy side of stuff. I'd rather things be super lubricated or overly lubricated than than the opposite. So um, yeah, I, I just do a simple carb adjustment with the low, and I think that the thing that people have the problem with the most when they adjust their carburetor is they adjust it too much too quick. You know, I mean, an adjustment, a carb adjustment is just, you can barely even tell you've moved it. I mean, that can make a big difference. Uh, so um, I, I made that mistake early on my first motor of adjusting my carb. And when I say I adjusted, I adjusted the heck out of it. And the thing is, I couldn't get it back, you know, to where it was running the way it was before, because, you know, I, I just, I got it all out of wax. I had to reset it to Actually, what I did is I bought a brand new carburetor, <laughs> took that one off and put the other one on, you know. So uh, I wouldn't have to do that today, but hey, lessons learned, right? That's a good thing. Oliver, how um, old is your is your uh, carburetor? Is it like a brand new carburetor? Have you rebuilt it? 
Uh, I'm right now at about 58 hours and about 89 flights, approximately. Yeah, it's getting time for a rebuild. Yeah, you might want to consider just getting an, another carb and put that other carb on there. And you're probably going to have to have an adjustment to it somewhat, but uh, that'll give you the opportunity to rebuild the other carburetor and then kind of keep it cycled, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and how high and real quick, how high are you above sea level? Uh, a few hundred feet. That's not okay. the issue. Yeah. Okay, understood. Yeah. Jim, were you saying something, bud? Yeah, it doesn't take very long to get a to rebuild your carb. Like you can do it pretty quickly. So if you get yourself a kit, you can probably do it. Well, if it's your first time, then it might take you a couple hours, but it shouldn't take that long. I don't I, think it I was. I was just. Hours. Yeah, I was just hoping that when the spring comes back and the hot weather is back, that everything's going to go back to normal. It's possible too, right? It is possible. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Oh, also, real quick, are you you? What kind of fuel are you using? Are you using um, ethanol or non-ethanol? Non-ethanol, ninety-one. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah. Uh, what kind of what kind of oil are you using? It's the oh boy, um, macho. Yeah, eight hundred seven seven ten or eight hundred eight hundred eight hundred. That that's okay. a good one. That's good. Yeah, for that's a good meat. point about the fuel because some locations they change the uh, you know the ethanol mix between summer or winter. They change the additives, and uh, you know that would be possible that it could be messing with things. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things we used to run uh, Avgas in our nitros, and that was nice. But it was interesting, even we ran Decalin, which is a product that they use for, for full-scale airplanes to try to reduce the lead fouling. And we were really surprised when we, we were down at Aviator, we tore down some of the motors and we were surprised how much carbon and lead buildup we were, we were getting in the motors, just even adding Decalin when we were running Avgas. So we were like, out of heck with it. We just went back to running you know, straight old pump gas because um, it, it was, pretty noticeable how much gunk was getting on the head. Uh, well, well, you know, also too, from... when you're running Avgas, that is actually um, is a lubricant. So you got to yep. remember that when you're adding your oil, because if you have Avgas and you're over and you're doing the same amount of oil, you're actually over lubricating. Yeah. Cause the leads for, you know, valves and all that sort of mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. So. Excellent, man. I tell you what, it's just, it's always fun listening to these after shows and listening to people talk about paramotors. The insight is absolutely invaluable. If you have not learned to fly yet and you're still looking for a school or you're waiting to get into school, listening to these podcasts are really good because nine times out of 10, there's some really good information that you can actually bring with you to the school, uh, especially something like this when you're in your maintenance class your two-stroke motor class or rebuild your carburetor class this is something to definitely look at and, and think about um, as far as the leanness and richness uh, what kind of feel you use and what kind of oil you use um, i used all sorts of different oils i think that i've come to the conclusion that uh the the saber is the most cleanest burning uh oil so far, and I don't have the following like I used to with the uh, Motsu 710 and the 800. Uh, real quick on the panel, uh, what kind of um, 
gas do you use uh fuel mixture and what kind of oil do you use also everybody in the in the super chat if you fly please let us know uh, what kind of fuel you use uh ratio and what kind of oil um james real quick since you're at the top over here on my screen uh what kind of fuel you use ratio and oil just curious yeah i don't i normally run uh 92 but that's an off that's about the highest i can get here and then I run 40 to one with Amsoil. And I've not had no foul plugs as of yet until I go up tomorrow because <laughs> I said something. That always seems to be the thing. That always be the, it seems to be the case. Um, Ryan? Um, I primarily use like just 87 pump gas. Um, I started out with the, the Maxima K2 uh, on my, my Atom 80. Now I'm flying the Moster. Um, I was using up what's left of the the 50 to one that I had the um, that I was running in the Atom, and I'm switching over to uh, the Dominator, the Amsoil Dominator oil, um, and I'm going to be mixing that at about 60 to one. Now, when you get the gas, are you talking about non-ethanol or ethanol? Just regular, eth just pump gas, just the ethanol. With ethanol, okay. Yeah. Have you noticed any um, more deterioration in your carburetor membranes when you do a rebuild i uh i have not taken the moster apart yet because i haven't put enough hours on it i think i've only put about three hours on it but the atom i took apart at 50 hours and it was in almost pristine condition i think it's just because the the carburetor on that one tends to drain out down the fuel line i don't have a completely solid system there, it, it, after it sits for a little while, the gas will actually pull out of it. So I think that that may be working to my benefit. Oh, that's very interesting. Because it's, it's not actually sitting in the carburetor for an extended period of time. Well, and how long does it take you to do 50 hours? Uh, it took me about two years to do 50 hours. Good. I, I, I don't fly, I don't get as many fly days as you guys down south do. Um, the weather up here isn't as conducive to flying. So if we get two days a week, we're doing really well. That's funny that you say 50 hours in two years. Yeah. Because I've done 25 in a weekend. <laughs> so yeah, um, that you need to do more. You need to do more flying for sure, bud. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> I'm at, I'm over a hundred hours at this point, but, um, well, that's good. But yeah, it's it's just the weather up here is is really rough when it comes to trying to get fly days between work and everything else. It's yeah, just my, tough. My dog said that was rough. Yep, absolutely. Um, Jeff, uh, what is your fuel ratio? Um, ethanol, no ethanol. What kind of oil do you use? Uh, well, when I lived in Texas, I was fortunate that uh, going out of the local Bucky's, I could get ninety-one octane ethanol free, which is freaking awesome. Uh, and we run Amsoil Saber, like 50 to one ish, somewhere in there. Uh, here we don't have ethanol free available. So we're just running 91, you know, super unleaded 91 with the Amsoil Saber, no problems at all. Yeah. I like the Saber also. Yeah. I think it's also, and if you guys have not been to a Bucky's, you need to go to a Bucky's. Oh, absolutely. Right? I just got to go to one. Those is, they're awesome. Yep. Um, <laughs> who in the super chat has gone to a Bucky's? And do you know what we're talking about? If you're like, what's a Bucky's? You haven't been to one. It's a, 
it's a it, it it's a gas station, but it's a mall. It's a mall gas station with probably a hundred uh, fuel pumps. I mean, it is the most incredibly huge gas station mall I've ever seen. I, I, how do you explain a Bucky's, anyways, right? And, and they're they're the, famous the for way, their bathrooms. That's that's the where way, they started. They you know super clean bathrooms. Yeah. They're huge bathrooms that are like immaculately clean. Oh my god! Now, if you're if you're from Florida, if you're from Florida, you'll get this this reference. It's Wawa. And Walmart had a love <laughs> child, right? Actually, I can I can actually do you one better. Um, uh, Cracker Barrel and uh, Wawa, because that's more like what they've got such a variety of stuff. It's yep. it's more like a Cracker Barrel type shop, but it's also a gas station, so they got a bunch of extra stuff, food, and I mean they've got so many different things. You're, you're right, Jeff, about the bathrooms. The bathroom is like, if you ever been to like the most incredible executive bathroom in the world, that's kind of like what their bathrooms are. It's an executive bathroom. You walk in, it's like, it goes on for miles and miles, not really, but it is incredible. I mean, it's an experience just to go to the bathroom in a Bucky's. I want to give a quick pro tip, uh, Sean. Yes. Uh, for going to the gas station. If the pump does not have a designated nozzle for the ethanol free, put the first gallon of fuel into your car, mm -hmm. then fill up your tank, your, uh, your can, because all of the fuel that's in the hose and then down into the pump Dilute where the switch it. is has ethanol in it. So you're actually you're putting ethanol in your motor anyway if you're trying to, to prevent ethanol from running through your paramotor, put the first gallon into your car and then top off your, uh, and your not only can. that, it's probably 87 octane, whatever the cheapest yep. gas that somebody just put in. You just, yep. yeah, anybody who's driven a motorcycle knows that, yeah, you're going to get hosed on that. <laughs> hosed on that hose. Exactly. Uh -huh. yep. Um, John Wayne in the super chat came up with something really interesting, Oliver. He said, if the air filters were exposed to moisture before freezing temperatures, it would choke out the motor, which means that you need more fuel. So do you think that maybe the air filters could, or yeah, could have had some moisture in it and froze? I don't think so because the, um, my power motor is in a trailer outside. So it's already, the temperature is already the same as what I'm going to be flying in. So I don't bring my motor inside, outside in the winter, especially. So I leave it in that enclosed trailer outside. Yeah. I don't know if, has everyone ever heard of a carb, like, like one of our carbs getting carb icing? That was yeah. a big problem with the atoms when they really? first came out. Yeah. The MY19, that was a really big problem. Yeah. I think and I heard had something to... about that. Yeah. They ended up uh, the, the following year. They switched the carburetors to the thirty WB thirty seven, thirty two. I don't remember. They changed the carburetor and uh, it fixed the problem. Yeah, I remember. But yeah, that. you can. But I don't know what the the number is either. You got to watch the uh, the the separation between the humidity and mm -hmm. the freezing temperature. Yeah, dew if, point spread. If they're too, yeah, if the dew if the dew point spread is too close, then you don't want to be in the air because you're going to get carb icing. And the way that'll manifest itself, like I actually got it in my car. One of my cars I used to have when I'd be driving, live near Sacramento and you get these early morning fog 
and I'd be driving down the road and pretty soon I'm finding that I'm having to push on the throttle like farther and farther and farther, just trying to hold my speed going down the, you know, the back roads on the highway, trying to do 60. Pretty soon I'm at the floor and I'm just like, I'm barely keeping up. And I finally figured out it was car icing. Uh, pull over, you know, turn it off, let it warm up and it would clear itself out and I'd be good to go again. So then I had to figure that out, but I had never experienced it in a car before. So that was kind of trippy, but yeah, that would definitely, uh, you know, manifest itself and like sucking the life out of your motor for sure. So Brian, uh, real quick, I, I see that you posted a question here. Uh, can you ask him real quick what your question? Sure. Um, Jeff, with all of your flying experiences, what was the fastest you've ever flown? And what was your most memorable flight to date with paramotor-wise? Param uh, fastest flight, I would have to say, is in pilot training, since we flew T-38s, you do one supersonic flight. So technically, that would be the fastest I've ever flown, is in a T-38 doing Mach, you know, something slightly over Mach. And the whole reason, the, old, the only point of doing a supersonic flight is they show you what it feels like uh, on the controls, because when a shockwave transitions on an airplane like you know if you've ever watched uh you know the right stuff the shockwave attaches to the leading edges in like a t38 it has a full flying stabilizer and when the shockwave attaches suddenly it becomes incredibly heavy to try to make a turn you've got basically no pitch authority it, it, it suddenly gets massively reduced you're going to make a turn you try to pull and you're like whoa what is going on here that's the kind of the clue that oh we're supersonic and the problem is, is if you're like pulling on the stick super hard and then you go subsonic, all of a sudden that stabilizer bites into that subsonic air and you could actually over-G the airplane. So they, they kind of teach you what that feels like so that if you're ever out there flying formation and chasing somebody around, you know what it feels like. So you're like, you know to back off. But otherwise, it's kind of like, it's boring. It's a non-event. You just watch the needles jump and like, oh yeah, we're supersonic. But otherwise, it's like, you know, you've, you know nothing. There's just not memorable at all. Uh, Paramotor-wise, memorable flight, I would say probably doing our uh, our mass arrival into Oshkosh uh, the first year I was there. That was pretty epic. We took off from a field about eight miles away, and I think Tucker was there. He did a little bit of a, there's a short clip of one of his videos that says, you know, fog at Oshkosh, and they're all sitting around waiting to fly, and you see some guy flying off and going off into the clouds, and that was me. Because I'm looking around going, hey, we got a mile visibility. Yeah, what are you guys waiting for? I'm tired of waiting around. I'm going to go up and play weathership. So I took off and just to go see what it was like and uh, ended up me and Ron were the only ones that actually made it. It was horrible. Uh, so we ended up doing one later. But that was probably the most epic flight of just just cool, having that many motors in the air, flying to Oshkosh and landing at the ultralight field. That was super cool. How many other guys are flying with you? Uh, that, there was like 60 guys. We kind of took off in waves. You know, so we wouldn't overwhelm the uh, the ultralight field when we landed there. Yeah. That must have been incredible. Yeah, it was neat. I mean, Oshkosh is amazing because it's the only place, you know, for ultralight pilot where you can fly morning and afternoon. You go to hit the morning brief, get, get briefed by the air boss, and, and they had hours dedicated so you can go fly your paramotor. So I got to demo, you know, some motors and things, and people come out to watch us fly, and, you know, it was a really good time. I mean, no one else gets to do that. Yeah, it was cool. Um, I can fly. PPG says, please ask Jeff why the U.S. Air Force still has the U-2 in service. Because there's nothing else that has the capabilities. 
we keep upgrading the sensors in the U2 and the capabilities like the radar, for instance, it has an incredible radar that is good for, you know, all weather, long range. And there's some really neat things you can do with it. Like, like when I was flying a thing, you know, we still flew a, a few camera missions and you know, a thing called the Sire Senior Year. It's like a giant camera camcorder Sire system. It still flies that. It has infrared, but but the radar, the ASARs, the synthetic aperture radar, is is the primary sensor. And we started experimenting with a technique where you'd image targets on the ground, and let's say you could get, you know, you know, say three foot resolution, meaning that you can objects have to be like three feet apart to determine that they're actually separate objects. So if you're looking at vehicles or something on the ground, uh, but you can, you know, see, so you have to get a certain level of resolution. Well, we found out that you could go image a target at a later date. And then instead of looking at the radar waves directly, you can actually measure the phase shift of the radar waves coming back. It's kind of a radar interferometry technique and you can get millimeter level resolution out of it. At what you altitude? Found, at what altitude? You know, above 70,000 feet. The altitude doesn't really matter so much. So <laughs> you found out like, oh, you could find out that someone drove down that dirt road overnight from the compaction of the soil. We can see that. In Afghanistan, once the, the technique was matured, like there was gonna, they were going to do a ground offensive in Afghanistan. We went imaged the area where they're going to go, compared it to previous imagery we'd done you know, weeks earlier, and did the same thing. And they spotted like 250 potential IED locations where you could tell someone dug in the dirt here, there, over there, over there on that corner. And so you, now that you know that those are there, you can go ferret all those little spots out so you don't get any surprises later. So a lot of really neat capabilities. Not only that, that's just the sensors, but it also has, it's a giant electronic, flying electronic vacuum cleaner the what they call elint comment electronic signals intelligence gathering capabilities are are just huge the kind of a broadband look at it that it can receive data you know predators and other drones uh they don't have that kind of bandwidth to be able to do the uh, the amount of volume of stuff that the u2 still does satellites are cool but everyone knows where the satellites are and so you know that, oh here comes a satellite put a sheet over what you don't want them to look at wait till it's gone then you take the sheet off and go about your business or if the clouds happen to be overhead why you know you, you can't do it whereas the u2 is designed to be able to loiter for you know 10 12 hours hanging out imaging and providing real-time intel for people on the ground uh, and so far there's nothing out there that can do any better Seventy thousand feet and you can see within millimeters mm -hmm. of something yeah I, I need glasses right here to see within millimeters right in front of me. Holy crap. Yeah, it's, I mean, I've seen radar imagery like in a B-52, like, you know, and I see these guys reading, like, these are mountains and things we're doing low levels. And, okay, what does that look like? First time I went down, actually looked at the actual raw imagery of, like, the U-2. It looks like black and white TV. I mean, it was like. Okay, so there's like not much. I mean, even though you're looking at radar data, it looks literally like like black and white TV. I mean, it's like you can see rocks, bushes, vehicles. I mean, it's it's pretty darn crazy. Like, I remember sitting with the wife watching like Patriot games or something. You see like the little videos of like little shadows of dudes running across the field, and you're looking at stuff, and it's like, is that real? I'm like, yeah, it looks pretty accurate, actually. That's kind of what it looks like. Wow. Yeah, it's it's amazing technology, and of course, it just keeps getting better. And they, you know, they 
the stuff, you know, my, my hope is, and, and the thing that I, I have to believe is that there are a lot of really smart guys working for us in the government doing some really cool things that we don't know about and really don't want to know about. And this is stuff that you can tell us, you know, that's not classified. I can't even imagine what classified type of stuff would be. I mean, it would be like being able to look down from satellite and seeing a dime and seeing what what year it was made. Um, yeah, it is. It's kind of crazy. I mean, just, you know, things that people take for granted. I mean, like just give you an example of stuff like, you know, police officers like I was you know, they have devices that, you know, like look at a little black box, you know, chained to a street post or whatever. And, and if they want to surveil somebody and instead of doing surveillance and finding out when this guy is driving home, they just have it parked in the corner. And these, these things can read the codes on the TPMS sensors in your car, your wheels, because they're all unique codes. All you do is like scan it once. And then like the guy goes drive by and you're like, Oh, we just got a hit on so-and-so he's heading, uh, he's heading home right now. Let's go pick him up. You know, <laughs> it's pretty darn cool. Wow. So in other words, if you want to be a thief, go back to the good old carburetor type of no computer car and you're, you're pretty safe. Yeah. Yeah. It, it'll, it'll work you know, post EMP, you know, environment for sure. Yeah. That is crazy. We're at nine o'clock. We've been talking for two hours and I know that you said Jeff, that two hours was your max. So man, I appreciate you, buddy. Um, that, that, this has been really awesome. I've really enjoyed uh, talking to you. And this two hours went by like, boom, right, uh, right. real quick. Did we miss any questions right. in the super chat? Will well, actually, there is one comment that I would make that every once in a while I see in the forums, I see people talking about, oh, you know, like they introduce themselves to their friends and say, oh, I'm a pilot. I'm a paramotor pilot. And people are like, no, you're not a pilot unless you got this rating, you got that rating, you got all this other stuff, you know? And I typically shut these guys down by saying, it's like, would you say Wilbur Wright was a pilot? He didn't have any ratings. Him and Orville, like they hauled their, they just decided to make the decision to go jump and hurl their pink bodies into the sky one day. It's like, would you say they were a pilot? I'm like, I would think so. You know, they, what we call the aeronautical decision-making, the things that you're thinking about before you go fly, while you're flying, all these things, you know, the things you're analyzing, you know, it doesn't matter what you're flying. If you're in a U-2, 737, whatever, you know, those are pilot things. That's what you do. And there are so many, I mean, like flying a 730, a seven is ridiculously easy. If you think about what's easy or hard, you know, uh, but flying a paramotor. So yeah, I always tell people, it's like, you know, don't sell yourself short, you know, the, the type of flying that you do. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's unique to everyone. Right. You drive a car, you're a driver, you ride mm -hmm. a bike, you're a rider, you, you pilot a, a, uh, a flying craft, you're a pilot, you know, you're on the water, you're a captain. You yeah. Know? There was a, like, you can see in the background, obviously you can see, I got a ton of bases back there. I've been a musician for years and there was a guy um, um, who was a very famous bass player, but he wrote a book and he talked about, you know, he was trying to learn how to be better. And, and someone said, oh, well, you know, could you help me learn how to play bass? And he's like, well, how long have you been playing? And I've been playing years. And, and the guy's like, well, you know, are you a musician? And, and the guy's like, well, what instruments are you playing? He's like, doesn't matter. I can play anything. He's like, what are you talking about? You can play anything. He's like, well, if I'm a writer, I could write a novel with a 
with a computer or crayons or a pencil. You wouldn't say I'm a pencil novelist. You know, it's like, <laughs> I'm a writer. And, and, and he was, his point was, he says, right now you're a bass player. He says, with my help, I'll teach you to become a musician because it's a way of communicating. And anyway, it was kind of this mind blowing concept. It's like, wow, he's so right. And I realized that as a musician, I was, I'm essentially a mute. You know, I can sight read music and I play something, but as far as trying to communicate musical concepts to somebody else, I'm like, I'm lost, you know, compared to most guys out there. Yeah. That's crazy. And why PPG wants to know if drone pilots are pilots. Oh, now we're getting sketchy because, you know, with all the return to home and auto flight and all that. Yeah, that's getting pretty. Uh, I have to. Yeah, I kind of draw the line at that. I, I have to say that if you put drone in front of the word pilot, thumbs up. I understand. Right? A drone pilot. We understand. You're Everyone's like, ah, get it. Yes, absolutely. Yep. You pilot yeah, a military drone now. That's a different story. I'd consider them pilots. No, no. Well, you, you have to be on the ground. You have to be a rated pilot to fly drones, but we sent one of our YouTube guys. He actually went to go fly drones, and we kind of were teasing him. It's like, hey, how's it going in the drone? Where he's like, I don't know, I can't explain it. These things keep crashing all the time. He's like, well, duh, you put a YouTube on it in charge of drones, and of course he's gonna go, oops, oh, we lost another one. <laughs> These things suck, you know. Job security, you know. <laughs> See, I race, I race drones, so I don't, I don't have that whole autopilot. We got drones. Oh yeah, no, that's a whole yeah. FPV stuff is nuts, man. I've done a little bit. That, that, that stuff is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, especially when you're doing like 100 miles an hour, just whipping around things. I, I've seen some of those videos and i'm like no i'll keep my dgi that goes nice and slow 35 miles an hour that won't crash and if i gets too far it will come back to me i like that stuff <laughs> well i don't know if you've, you've heard this before but there have been cases more than once of guys who are doing fpv stuff in an airplane you know i mean they're flying an rc airplane doing fpv and they've crashed and had a heart attack and almost died from the you know, like their sense of reality was like so real that they go in and they went and they packed it in with the model airplane and they actually had a heart attack from the oh. trauma. You know, the brain just like, I'm going to die. And, and they literally almost died. Yeah, I've got to stay seated when I fly because if, if, when I oh, get yeah, you'll flip around, over. I'm, you'll you'll, you'll flip over around just the same. You feel Absolutely. the G-force even though you're not feeling it. It's weird how it works. Yeah, uh, Air Force has done testing with like full vision sims and the visual cues you get from your peripheral vision of, of, the, of the graphics, they don't even bother putting motion in the sims because they, you don't need it. You don't even notice it. They, they'll put like a G suit so it like squeezes on you to simulate Gs. But yeah, you get so wrapped up in what you're doing that you have no idea that the thing's not even moving anymore. That's why some of these Xbox games and things like that are so immersive. It's like you get, you know, you get your uh, your goggles on, your 3D surround sound, uh, uh, I guess, earphones, whatever, and you're in there. You feel like you're actually, you know, there. You don't feel like you're in reality, which is, I guess, why so many people like uh, games. Um, I like personally flying a paramour. I, I like to actually be out there and feeling the breeze and actually being out there is much better than games. I still don't have a, a game console. Paramotoring, the ultimate video game. It is. Right? It really is, right? Amazing. Well, it's after nine o'clock. Uh, you guys good? Ready to wrap up everything? Yeah, I'm going to check out for sure. So appreciate you guys having me. I appreciate uh, being able to come and talk to you all. 
It's been great fun. Hopefully Thank we'll do you, it again. Jeff. Awesome, man. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Jeff. You're welcome Thank back you. anytime. So and Jeff, I'll, uh, I'll get hooked up with Shane's contact information so we can find out what he wants on his harness. So that'll be oh, fun. yeah. He, he was asking. So he was asking uh, who, who he, how he gets in touch with you. Uh, yeah. He just, like I say, my email, you know, Jeff at desertaviators.com or, or uh, if he has my, you know, look me up on Facebook, you know, that's, you could probably find me there, but yeah, right. or on the, on the website, I should have my contact email in there as well. I will send it to him. Yeah. I'll make sure. So Jeff was our uh, amazing guest tonight, Jeff Fletcher. Uh, real quick, before you head on out, tell us once more about your flight school in uh, Arizona. Yep. It's desertaviators.com, uh, full up paramotor training school in Santan Valley. We do foot launch, wheel launch, trikes, uh, yeah, tandem flights uh, year round in Arizona. Good times. Good times, buddy. Well, thank you again. Definitely appreciate you, buddy. Have an awesome week and uh, we'll get up with you later on because uh, I got some questions for you. So I'll get up with you later about that, bud. All right. Sounds good, man. Talk to you later. All right. Have a good one. All right, Thank guys. You. Thanks, Jeff. What an amazing evening. So let me go ahead and say uh, goodbye to everybody. Let's start with uh, James Bevel. He runs jbppg.com. Tell us a little bit about your company, uh, what you make, and uh, how we can get up with you, bud. So basically, again, if you look behind me, let me get out of the way. JBPPG is where you need to go. Like I said, I've got vinyl decals. I do t-shirts and a few more things that's going to come it's going to surprise you i try to do stuff out of the ordinary uh you can look me up on facebook either through jbppg on facebook or james belville on facebook hit me up anytime any custom work i'll i'll even work that into my schedule too excellent so thank you so much uh tonight he's given away uh stickers to the winners and winners were uh greg laney vance oliver Bonnie Franz and Kramer. Uh, so thank you very much. Make sure you get up with uh, James by going over to jbppg.com and claiming those stickers. Make sure you go over there. Also make that free account because he's going to be giving free stickers out to people that just make a free account on his website. So thanks again, James. Appreciate you, buddy. Oh, thank you for having me on the show. Yes, sir. Uh, we also got our official sponsor, Jim Simnard from Canada A, the only guy I know that has maple syrup smelling money. And if you go up to him, ask him about his Canadian money. Ask to sniff his hundreds. <laughs> I have to carry them with me now all the time. You know that. <laughs> Jim's never going to be able to leave the house again. <laughs> yeah exactly it's like hey can i sniff your hundreds <laughs> jim tell us about your company and tell us about your decals yeah i got uh careprinting dot or carepp.com you can come and check out my website if you need anything printed and it's exceptionally good deals right now since uh the dollar the u.s dollar is so strong and the Canadian dollar sucks. But anyway, you'll get an awesome deal. So give me a call if you need anything printed, stickers, uh, checks, business cards, brochures, whatever. I got them all because it's all paper and it's all ink on paper. So it's all the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> 
So in other words, yeah. you can write me a check and I can cash it. What, what kind of checks are we talking about? Are you talking about ba- bank checks or what kind of checks? Yeah, yeah, bank checks, sure. Wow. You, but you got to give me your account number. Yeah. <laughs> so that I can write it on the check. Oh. And then you got to have money in there. Otherwise, it'll go boing, boing, boing. <laughs> Gotcha. I also heard that I'm worth about 10%. How what, how does that work? Well, if you uh, let me know that you heard about this on uh, PPG Grandpa's podcast, then I'll give you 10% off. Excellent. And if they go there and they want to use a code, is there already a code available? I don't know. We're revamping the website. Oh, but really? It would be PPG Grandpa and you would Excellent. automatically get 10%. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for that. I always feel good when when I'm worth 10% more than I thought I was. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and uh, what is your uh, .com to go to your printing? And how do we get up to see your crazy paramore shenanigans? Uh, carepp.com is for the printing and carepg.com is for paramotor shenanigans. Excellent. Thank you so much, Jim. Appreciate everything you do, including making our paramotor calendars over at paramotorcalendars.com. Ryan rides, man. You are incredible also with your with your drones and all the cool stuff that you do. Tell us a little bit about what you do, how to get up with you and see your crazy shenanigans. So I work for Starflight Drone Shows, and if you want a drone show for your event of any kind, uh, hit me up on Facebook. We have a page there. Just do a quick search, and I'll show up. Um, and that's about it. Right now, we're just uh, gearing up for the season and starting to book shows. So anybody that that uh, that wants a drone show for their event, I can fly nationwide. Can you really? So, yeah. What about I, international? No, I'm U.S. only. I have a, a national waiver for uh, for the U.S., mm. so I can I can fly just about anywhere in the U.S. Okay, I'll drive down to the U.S. and then we can do the show. Yeah, Bring it on, dude. Come you on never down. Drive, yeah, you never drive down to the U.S. ever. So you know. <laughs> now I do like constellations, and I notice the stars in the back there. It's yep. either the Big Dipper or a Little Dipper. Which one is it? That's the Big Dipper. That's the Big Dipper. All you right. Got- you got the Big Dipper, and then oh, where is it? My hand's gone. There it is. That's Polaris. That's the North Star for the eye. <laughs> ah, cool. I like that. So next week, if you want to win something cool, the code, the secret code is Big Dipper. Hmm. All right. Mm, because everybody's gone so you know no one's gonna come <laughs> yeah. up this we did have like almost 50 people here now everyone's gone so big dipper that's it all right i see somebody writing it down good for you linda <laughs> she goes yep there it is um anyways uh ryan you also do some really cool paramotor shenanigans how do we get up with you you got your own uh, youtube channel where's that uh, I am on YouTube as Ryan R. Rides. I haven't made any videos lately. My schedule hasn't really allowed it, but uh, I'm hoping this year to be able to start making those again and uh, upping my quality, upping the uh, the content and the, the production value on it. So soon. Excellent. 
Excellent. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Well, thank you so much. We definitely appreciate you for doing all that. Um, we also got Will Fly from Will Fly PPG sitting over there in the corner all by himself. Uh, <laughs> so, Will, you, you do a bunch of different things. Not only are you a paramotor pilot, but you also taught GA, general aviation. Uh, you put out some amazing content on YouTube. Um, you are the, the guy that does a spinny wheel of winning things on BPG oh, Grappa's Paramotor Podcast. I could go on and on and on, including uh, your, your tip touching thing and uh, just the tip. So tell us about what you do and how you do it. Yeah, man. So I came uh, from a general aviation background. I'm a CFII. And uh, I wanted to get back into aviation and paramotor just like checked all the boxes. And uh, I'm glad I went that direction because it gave me the feeling that I really was after all along. And that was the feeling of flight. So, uh, yeah, I fly paramotors. I make videos about it and I pass on little tips as I learn them along the way. You can check me out at willflyppg.com or just search for willfly on YouTube. And tomorrow night, too. We do a show tomorrow night, Paramotor Hangout, 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. PPGShane.com will take you right there. I was just going to ask you about that. Good for you. Yeah. Hey, you also said, too, that you got a justatip.com or another.com. Have you developed that one yet, or is that still in the making? I have not developed that one yet. I probably should. Yeah, ParamotorTips.com, I think it is. Paramotor yeah. tips. Paramotor tips.com. That's cool. <laughs> Paramotor tips. I, I did this Google search for that. Things came up that I was not expecting. Uh, I was just like, don't, <laughs> yeah. go, don't go to just the tip. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, man. Lordy. I chose that name intentionally because I knew it would be easy to remember. Yeah. Well, Will. Yeah. Because Will can fly. Excellent. Well, thank you for everything that you but you, that you do, especially all the work that you do every week. You you find the names, you put them in the spinning wheel of winning things. You look for for questions, you put them over here in the Zoom chat so we can see them. You do a lot for the show, and you're also a um, a treasurer on a nonprofit organization running to the sky that we started, and we'll definitely be talking more about that later. So, Will, you have done amazing. Uh, I, 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 I don't know how you do it, man. <laughs> I'm just happy to be a part of it, really. Oh, definitely appreciate you. Well, thank you. We also got Linda Anderson, ParamomUSA.com, the pom-pom girl with the, with the, with the cowboy hat. Or is it a cowgirl <laughs> hat? Is, do we call it a cowgirl hat with you or what do we do that? Is it a cowgirl hat or a cowboy hat? Cowboy hat. Okay. Yeah. Cowgirl hat. Yeah, that sounds weird. Cowgirl hat. I got a cowgirl hat on. No, no, it's just a cowboy hat. So I have a, I have a bunch of them, but this is my favorite. So yes, but um, yeah, I'm the PR of the show of Clear Proc TV, and I've been with you guys four years already, and uh, I love it. I've met so many people. I My pair family just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Um, I just had fun finding guests for the show. Like tonight, Jeff, this was awesome. I had so much fun. And uh, we had a lot of chatters. Thank you, chatters, for joining us tonight. And um, if you want to find me, uh, I don't have stickers to give out. I have no stickers, no stickers. 
that's how we used to say in Arizona, stickers. But um, I don't have stickers, but um, you can find me on ParamountUSA.com and it'll take you right over to my Facebook page. And if you want to be a guest on the show, just get up with me. Um, on my, you can private message or however you need to do it. Call me, say, hey, I want to be on ClearProp. I want to be a guest on your show and I'll get you all set up. It's real easy. As you can see, we have a really good timeline here. So, and let's see what else. Um, I'm going for my second tandem in May at uh, Torch, Torch Court. And I'm super excited about that with uh, Northern Lights Paramotor LLC with Eric and Jade there. And uh, I am, yeah, I am super excited. Sometimes I even have dreams of flying already. So I, you know that I've got it bad now. You go up one time and it's like a potato chip, right? You can't just have one. You have to go back for another one. So I'm super excited about May. I like that. When When is a paramotor like a potato chip? I like that. That's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you can't just have one, you know? I like that. So like I said, I got to go back for a second tandem and who knows, maybe I'll get three and, you know, I'll have, by the time we have our show again after my tandems that weekend, yeah. I'll be real. I'm I'm super excited about it. So don't you have a very famous son also? Yes, yes, I do. Robert Michaels. Um, he has a show on Thursday nights, paraglidingchalk.com. So y'all can jump on that show and just get in the chat. And everybody always has a really good time on there. He always has really cool guests and talking paragliding and sometimes paramotors, but mostly paragliding. And uh, he's been a pilot, I think, since. 2017, I believe. And uh, so that's how I kind of got started getting into the sport, watching his shows and more and more. And then I don't know. Look, at him, I'm here now and it just, it just kind of evolved, didn't it? Then I found you guys or you found me or whatever. And that's it. And the rest is history, right? The rest. I, I remember, you know, just hanging out on the shows and taking notes and learning all the lingo. So I didn't look, you know, stupid when they are saying different things. And I remember, I always say this story though, but I remember I was so proud of myself because I, I finally knew what an LZ was. I remember when I didn't know what an A was. Yeah, landing zone. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I thought I was really cool when I first learned that, but now, you know, I pretty much, I know I can, pretty much get down all the lingo even me and robert you know if i have a conversation she's like wow man look at you that's really good how do you know that because i listen to everything so, oh you are amazing we definitely thank you for everything you do for the show and uh i don't know what i would do without you so thank you very much um, you probably seen Oliver in the background. Oliver actually won something last week. We got together, started talking, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, he wanted to come on the show to ask that question about uh, his Moster 185 using twice as much gas. So if you didn't hear that, make sure you rewind and listen to that conversation. Oliver, thank you so much for just hanging out with us. We appreciate you, buddy. Thank you yeah, so thank much you. for having me on the show as a guest. Really appreciate it. Great content. I love your content. I've been listening to your uh, podcast for forever. I've been flying for oh, a wow. year and a half now. I don't have uh, Jim's $100 maple syrups, but I do yeah. have the 20s. 
<laughs> wow. Nice. Very Maple cool. syrup hundreds. I love that. So you're out right. of you're in Canada, then like I'm, Jim, like Jim? Oh, yeah, okay. I'm from Ottawa, Canada. Yeah. Okay. All right. Nice. So so you're both from Canada, so you both know each other. Oh. <laughs> that that's cool. Yeah. Right? I mean, isn't that what Americans <laughs> think? Hey, you're from Canada. You're from Canada. You must know each other. Yeah. Yeah. days of driving away i'm, I'm almost uh, probably five days of driving away from uh, from jim yeah. <laughs> that's further do you know each other that's further yeah, so you know each other right <laughs> you know what it's all about thanks a lot guys for all the uh, the content the questions and the, uh, the amazing podcast. you're welcome to come back anytime oliver come thanks hang for with hanging us with thanks we for having me it. yeah yeah absolutely yeah. I always have a blast. I learn so much. I make new friends every single week. I know. Um, I, I tell you, I feel so blessed. And I, like I said, I couldn't do this without you guys. Uh, everybody that comes over here in the super chat and hangs out with us, I, I appreciate you. I cannot wait to meet everybody at a flight eventually. I've been so busy with school over at paramotorarkansas.com. We got more people coming in uh, every week. Uh, we got another person coming in this next week. It's like nonstop and I don't even advertise. I don't even advertise. Can you imagine if I advertised? I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't handle it too much. <laughs> but um, start hiring people. I need it. I need to. <laughs> We're going to expand big time, especially since we got run into the sky, the nonprofit organization. Uh, it's designed to uh, go with Resurgence PPG Project Airtime and uh, to help disabled veterans. If you already got uh, training from uh, uh, resurgence ppg and you need gear we're here to help you get gear if you're brand new and you have disabilities we actually fabricate and customize uh trikes and fly machines to help people that may be missing a limb or something like that so it's really awesome and i can't wait to talk more about that later um, as we get in as we grow bigger and bigger um, anyway, uh, you can always find me at ppggrandpa.com. We're always over here every Monday night at clearproptv.com. You can listen to us at paratalk.org. Yep. Make sure you run into the sky.org because that's going to be really awesome in the future. You want to learn how to fly in central Arkansas? Check out paramotorarkansas.com. You can always text me or call me anytime because if I'm asleep, I put it on silent. Put this in yeah. your, your phone real quick. PPG Grandpa, my name is Sean Simons, PPG Grandpa. My phone number is 501-747-3558. Yes, that's my actual cell phone number. Text me anytime. You know, if you want to talk about paramotors, trust me, I'm the guy. We just talked for what? Two and a half hours? Yep. James, how many that's hours cool. did we how many hours did we talk the other day? I think we what pushed four hours or so. Four hours the other day on the phone. So if you just want to talk paramotor, holy moly, trust me, I like Will. How many hours do we talk uh, on the phone? Uh, two hours. It was at least two hours. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow, Jim, man. Jim, Jim, how long do we talk on the phone? A couple hours. Yeah, mm -hmm. we are yappity yap yap talkity talk talk people. Uh, Brian, we I ever call? Do you ever call me on the phone yet? Yeah, I have. How many hours do we talk? I, I kept it short. I was about an hour and a half. Yeah, so <laughs> I was out of coffee at that point. <laughs> barely had time to talk. I mean, that's why I kind of couldn't remember talking to you. We yeah, just right. talked very long, only an hour and a half. I don't know you in an hour and a half. But yeah, um, this, it's cool that I can 
now we have like communication, you know, if I, if, cause you always tell me, you know, if there's something going on or just call me, you know, and now it's like, I'm more comfortable with it. You know, if I have to call you for something or vice versa. Right. Um, I mean, I we talked Linda on the phone. Mucho, 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 right? Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, yeah. I, I like that. Like we all kind of communicate, you know, Jim, are, Jim, are you, are you back? Are you back home then? Or are you I still am. Oh, you are home? You betcha. I made oh, it. Good. Good. Yeah, you were kind of like in my uh, little stomp, my old stomping grounds there in Arizona at the Aching Airport there. And I've been in that casino quite a few times. And when I used to do travel around, do the rodeos and stuff, I, you know, I traveled out in Santan Valley. I did a lot of rodeos out there and stuff, barrel races and all, all that kind of stuff. And cool. And, well, we flew in there. We landed right at the right at the casino and went in for breakfast and then yep. took off and went back to the the flying circus. Hey, a flying okay. circus is definitely a circus, but uh, if you uh, get up and get out of the area and go and see things and do things and you don't fly with all the other crazies <laughs> you'll be fine well you'll have to what one night we'll have we'll have you we'll have you back on the show again like the guest and you can talk about you know all your traveling yeah talk about your road trip you know get your notes all together and then uh when we have like just we're all hanging out night or whatever then you can uh yeah see I, i'm the pr so i'm already putting all this together <laughs> are you are you the are you we're really gonna, the PR? You know, are you really kind of just be on with us and we're hanging out we don't have a guest but you'll be like a guest and then you can talk about your road trip she's you the, the real pr are you the pr or is this your show i i, I still don't understand I <laughs> who are you I always, you're everything you're like, i know you when i talk to robert i'm always like yeah i got i got a show tonight yeah i got my show tonight and he yeah. you know everybody just kind of Okay. Yeah, they know what I'm talking about. So absolutely crazy. And I say we're just family. It's para family, my para family show, right? Yeah. Hey, next week. So I'm gonna go to jbppg.com and make a free account. Um would you give away free stickers to everybody on the panel? Oh, I could. Well, I, holy smokes. I get, I get a list. Like I said, I've got enough of them stockpiled here to keep us going for a little while. And uh, just keep rolling with it. It won't be hard for me to cut some more. Sure. Excellent. So um, I'll help you out. I'll uh, send you um, uh, shipping money and stuff like that later on to, to ship everybody these uh, these things that you're doing. So thank you so much, James, for all the stuff that you do and are going to be doing in the future. I know the things that you're going to be doing because we talked for four hours, which is more time than what we've done on this podcast, which is crazy. I told you if we if we recorded it, it'd be a four hour freaking podcast. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did say that. Yeah, I did. All right. Um, cool. That's very cool. Well, you're on mute if you're trying to say something. I was going to say your stickers, James, they'll make the circuit. So we'll make sure it's on the boards and stuff at the fly-ins, stuff like that. So you'll be represented well. Good yes, deal. I, uh, I'm going to be at a few this year set up with a little little stand, you know, a little whatnot. Like I said, I'm doing a lot of T-shirts designs yeah. and stuff now. That uh, So I'll be giving away some T-shirts here real soon. Good. 
Excellent. Cannot wait. Once again, guys, we got James Bevel over at uh, jbppg.com. Make a free account over there because he's going to be giving away stickers. You want to be the show, go over to uh, see Linda Anderson at paramomusa.com. Ryan Rides, man, he's a credible drone pilot. And what is your uh, .com for your, your star thing? Uh, it's uh, Right now, we just got our Facebook page. It's... Uh... Facebook.com slash Starflight Drones. Starflight Drones. Uh, if you haven't been over there, make sure you go over there and like that page. Uh, something tells me it's going to blow up. And uh, you're going to have videos too, right? All the cool stuff that you do on there? Every flight that we do, we're going to be recording. So we're going to be updating as as the season starts kicking off. We're going to be uh, posting new videos. So, yeah. Absolutely. So check out Ryan Rides and uh, his shenanigans on YouTube and go over to the Facebook page. Uh, Jim Simonard from Canada with his maple syrup smelling hundreds over at carepp.com, our official sponsor for all the decals you can possibly want to get decals. What is a decal, man? Well, it's, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> you call it decals, we call it decals, right? Okay. There. Yeah. It's a decal. Yeah. No, yeah, we call it decal. Uh, we call it it's, my stickers are different than uh, JB's. They are uh, they're printed, so they're not uh, cut vinyl. And uh, then also we do uh, we do anything you want on paper, especially so. your very own calendar. So if you have a bunch of pictures that you love. Send them to Jim. 12 good pictures. He will make you a calendar for the next 12 months with your pictures. Can you imagine having your very own calendar with your pictures? Any pictures that you want. It doesn't even have to be paramotor. Ah, think about that one. We get that calendar over at jimscarepp.com. Uh, Jim, thank you really for, for everything that you do. Uh, you you send us stickers for ClearProp TV. We send them out all the time. Um, you send us uh, your stickers to, to send out. So we've been doing that. We definitely appreciate you, buddy. Thank you. And thank Oliver, you once again, buddy, thank you so much for coming on, hanging out with us and asking that question. You've really put that, that out there. It's like, what are the things that could cause you to use double the amount of gas? It's really interesting. So we appreciate you, Oliver. I was, Oliver, I was looking at your t-shirt, your paramotor t-shirt. I'm trying to. Yeah, what is that? I can't see. Yeah. Who is it? Uh... So that's the hoop and this is the head. That's the pilot right there. You see it? Oh, oh okay. okay. Oh, okay. That's cool. Did you make that yourself? Nope. Oh, we got it on a uh, on a website. I think it. I oh. think it was t-shirt. I think. Am I unmuted? Yeah, I think it was t-shirts.com. I think. Mm, that's an easy. Oh wow! Yeah. T-shirts.com. Okay. Yeah. All right. We did say goodbye to everybody, right? I didn't miss anybody. Excellent. So we're going to say goodbye to everybody on the live Bye, stream. Everybody. And uh, don't go anywhere because we're going to say some special things to people on the audio stream only. So everyone out yeah. there, uh, fly safe. Don't forget to run into the sky. We'll see you next Thank week. Thank you. Much love. Thank you. Good night. Bye-bye. Later, guys.
All right, so we now are on the audio. So what is our secret word? Last week, our secret word with closing with clothing optional. Nobody texted me, so maybe people don't get out to this this far. Um, for the people next week to win something, it's called Big Dipper. Now we need something for you guys that are listening to us only. What is the secret code for this week to contact me? by calling 501, not calling, texting me 501-747-3558. What will be the secret code to win something neato? You too. Uh, <clears throat> Ooh. I, I was thinking the same thing, you too. That's a good one. You too. You too. Oh, I like that. Yeah, let me write that down. Because uh, Oliver said reserve throw, but I think you two would work. It would work, Where's my, oh, I put it way over here, my dry erase. I got dry erase boards all over the place to remind me about stuff. So next week code is U2, like the air, aeroplane, U2. Excellent. Not Y-O-U, T-O-O, or T-W-O. No, it's the letter U and the number two, yes? Oh. There's a dash in there, but yeah. U2, that's like the band. Sure, we'll, do, we'll we'll call it the band, <laughs> and 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 a, bonus, and a bonus is ACDC. There we go. Whatever. I mean, we're gonna throw out all that stuff. Why not? There you go. All right, guys. So uh, thank you for listening to PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast on your favorite podcasting app. If you want to be on the show, make sure you get up with Linda Anderson, and you will be on yeah. the show live on Monday yes. night. So you can get up with her by going to ParamountUSA.com. Um, obviously, hang out with me. Go over to iFlyParamotors.com and uh, hang out with me. I teach uh, paramotors over at ParamotorsArkansas.com. Uh, I put up uh, some content about uh, training and tips and tricks. Not as cool as Will Flies, but I do my best. So thank you very much for listening. Uh, blue skies, and don't forget to run into the sky. Peace out, guys. Be safe, y'all. See you, guys. Take Later. care. Bye-bye.